Ron and Fez show starts right now. It's the Run of Fez show. This is the best of it. I think a bunch of teams are going to win. Uh, your little April Fool's joke. It's that you and, uh, well, your crack staff. And by your crack staff, I mean Pips. Oh. Uh, snuck in the center of that was phenomenal. What are we doing? We're doing a guest already? Come back hard, come back strong. Is he coming in uh, in a few minutes? Yes, in a few minutes. All right, in a couple of minutes, David Cross is going to come here. 
Now, he's from a TV show called Arrested Development. Well, is it still a TV show if it's on Netflix? This is the weird middle ground where I guess we can't call it. It's not airing on television. If you stream it from your, your internet to your TV, technically, it's just it's an internet show. It used to be a TV show. <sighs> I, don't know, I don't know what to call the world anymore. It's a middle ground. And I actually will say this, like if I'm online, I will think I'm reading the paper, but it's not the paper. When I, I'm talking about what I'm reading, let's say the New York Times, yeah. the Daily News, the Trib. I picked up a copy of Drudge Report at the, at the bodega. Well, see, I, I think of Drudge Report as a website, but I think of the New York Times as a paper. New York Times will always be, well, probably won't be always be a paper. No. <laughs> no. A subscription website. Well, remember, Vice was a magazine, then a website, and now a TV show. Yeah, it's just pretty much documentary. It's documentary filmmaking. Well, they did their first show the other night. Did I know. You? I missed it. I'm going to watch it tonight. So I was you missed pissed. Everything. I know. I suck. I missed so much. All right, we're going to get started with a lot of stuff. But first, David Cross is stopping in. The new season of Arrested Development premiering Sunday, May 26, only on the Netflix. All 15 episodes will be available immediately. But just as important, if you remember when Julia Stiles was in here, I said, oh, shit, I just saw you in this movie on demand. It's a disaster is on demand right now. And then opens in New York and L.A. on Friday. It opens in the theaters after it's been out on, on demand. When did we have Julia Stiles in? Like three weeks ago? Yeah, right around there. So you got to see this. It's very, very funny. Is he ready to come in? He's good. Let's bring in Mr. David Cross. David Cross in studio with us. Good to see you again, you guys bud. Start right up. No, uh, just sit down. Boom. No, off we go. No. Because let me tell you. Last time I talked to you, I'm like Todd Margaret's so funny. Now it's a disaster, which I caught a couple weeks ago. Okay, like three weeks ago. Did I think you demand it on video? I did. I, I went on demand, did not even know, hadn't even heard about this. Oh, really? And I think the first night it popped out, I was like, oh, this is fucking great. So I put it on. I can't believe how funny this is. It's definitely the funniest movie this year. It's uh, it's good, yeah. I, I'm really, really happy with it. Well, it's a, you know, the, the weird thing about it is the writing and directing, I, I'm not familiar with the guy, but this is Todd Berger. Yeah, so great. funny. Yeah, great job. He has a, a real ear for dialogue. I mean, that's that's how people sound, and the jokes in there are they're not like shoehorned in. You know, it's not right. like a, a sitcom or whatever. Well, the weird thing is, like, when now we're so used to like everybody is going to absurd. You know yeah. what I mean? So when you get back to that real dialogue-driven uh, comedy, it's almost a shocker because you're sitting there and you're like. I feel like I'm Noel Coward. You know what I mean? Like you yeah, have this. There's, there's no. Uh, yeah. There's nothing bombastic. There's no crazy arch character. There's no special effects. There's no. I mean, comedy doesn't and shouldn't have a very big budget. It mm -hmm. usually suffers. Uh, I think when it when you see thirty million dollars on screen. Because then they wonder what can we do with the CGI? How do yeah. we make suddenly the last fifteen minutes is a giant monster that comes out and we're so fucking like probably post Ghostbusters, we're so used to that now. Yeah. When I when I think of uh like those big thirty million dollar comedies and and like 
the idea, and I've been on a million of those sets, and the idea that, wow, they took an hour and 20 minutes to light that scene. Right. Like, why, an hour and 20 minutes of your shooting day is to light that scene so that guy could come in and say that joke. Like, well, what are you, what a waste. And this thing could have just as easily been a play. You know what I mean? It's set up where... Yeah, very much so. I, uh, um, uh... I mean, because well, it, you know, the reason uh, everything you're describing was a necessity from having such a low budget, and and Todd Berger, the writer director, um, wrote it so that he could shoot it, and mm. the way he was going to shoot it was to make it very, very cheaply, and uh, um, it's it's well under a million dollars, you know, the whole budget, and uh, um, so what you know you. He has limited amount of characters, and he has it's basically one setting. I mean, you're occasionally outside of the house, but it's basically in this house, right? You know, and um, your the, the thing that's kind of really cool about it is you know everybody in the in the film pretty you know the quickly, characters, and yeah. yet bef as it's moving on, just like with your actual friends, you're going, yeah, that's right. How and, well do I know you? Yeah, and things you know? are revealed, and yeah, um, yeah. Just we should uh, explain sure. for the listeners that in their car probably um, uh, what's going on. It's it, the basic premise of the movie are these four couples. Um, in various stages of their relationship, or a, a relationship. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I, I'm in a, Julia Stiles and I are, are on our third date, and then we're going to this uh, house for brunch where these four couples are, uh, um, are coming together, and, uh, and yeah, some one couple's been engaged forever, and one couple's about to get divorced and whatever. But um, while they're in this house having their dumb brunch, uh unbeknownst to them but 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 the audience knows uh that something terrible has happened and then it they find out that it's uh that dirty bombs have been set off in some unknown downtown area and that they have to seal the house and they basically come to the conclusion that they've got about three hours left to live and how do they deal with it but it's very realistic. It's, yeah, it's, it's realistic. But first of all, we've all been to those brunches, yeah. which is the weird kind of adult thing that you start doing instead of just drinking all the time. You drink <laughs> with food. But, you know, I was even thinking... That's, what, the, that's, your, uh, that's the barometer of growing up and maturing, yeah, is, having, is. is having eggs with your, <laughs> with, with yeah. your morning beer. You, you just don't get up and start drinking because that's shitty to do. Yeah. But, you know, what's kind of uh, funny about that is even the whole thing of friendship is even based on... In the back of your mind, you're thinking the first friend you had, that's the way friends are. And then you keep trying to repeat that with a adult friends but you're like Very you know, interesting you're going like a psychologist i'm not putting up with this shit anymore you know what i mean yeah. you're so quickly to blow off friends as an adult sure you know and that had me thinking through that without throughout the entire thing up you know now you're friends with couples instead of just guys that lived in your neighborhood yeah and all that shit starts to unravel during this this film that is a, a very interesting way to look at it i hadn't thought about that but i uh, agree 
totally. Mm-hmm. That that's a that's certainly an interesting aspect to it. I hadn't thought of, but yeah. Well, that was. The, 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 I'm this, not trying to look cool. I'm directly under the vent, so I'm putting my hood down. We have a. This is the the worst studio for that. We I, yeah, and women in particular freeze. It's pretty cold. Right yeah. where I am, right then, where you are, is incredibly cold. Yeah, and I, when women come in here, they're just like, "Dude, I'm dying." Yeah. And then men will. Uh, will never complain. You're the first man who's ever complained about being cold. I don't think I cold. complained. I just said, I just explained <laughs> the why. The door opened up and the and your air went off very, very quickly. Um, I just explained why I put my hood up so you wouldn't think I was some pretentious douche. No, That's I thought, all. I thought I you were going to drop a hip-hop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, this uh, film, it probably could have worked very well without the dirty bomb, just as these couples get together and things... Well, no, I I wouldn't agree with that, only because you need the severity of the situation Mm -hmm. to uh, underscore how petty and narcissistic and and silly these people are right you know like you have this this idea that once once you once you do understand like oh this is real this really is happening right um the dirty bombs did go off it's not a prank or something and uh and and that is a very dire serious situation and they're you know they're having arguments about the correct spelling of duct tape whether it's duck <laughs> right. or duct you know. because because your personality doesn't really change all that much even though all these things are happening we're still kind of shallow people yes at the end of the day which is really fucking hysterical and then the other thing that's true is we never can trust information coming in that yes that is something that i, I don't i'm not it's it's uh they it's briefly talked about in the movie, as 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 it would understandably be, because mm-hmm. they all their their powers off, their internet's off, and like how how real and viable is that information? But I've been asked a number of times in doing press for the movie. Okay, so how would you react? It's the end of the world. You know, you've got you know whatever it is, three hours to live. What would you do? And my honest answer, uh, apart from the obvious, I don't know, is I. I think it would take a a lot to convince me that it was real. I would still, even if it was everyone was running around and <laughs> Times Square, they're blaring stuff, and there's and and the news crawls. I would still think, well, it could be an elaborate prank. Yeah, maybe yeah. in this day and age, you because know? you get bad information. I remember we were even like on the air around. Uh, well, on nine eleven, mm-hmm. and listeners just gave us awful information all day long. Right. You know, right. just shit. You know, bridges were gone. That right. they were like, should we even say this? Should we allow? Right. You know, because no one can be trusted. No right. one can be trusted these days. Yeah. Because they're they they want to be the first. Everybody wants to be the first with something. And also, how your your mind would work if if you would have an inclination a natural kind of uh uh if somebody said you have three out you would just fight it you would fight that right logic as as logical and real as the situation is you'd go what no come no. on not me <laughs> right i've been drinking smoothies yeah i can't i must have more than three hours left it's like when somebody like what you would read when you were a kid like acid does something to your spine you're like mm, no i don't yeah. think so my spine feels great <laughs> <laughs> there's always guys who are like i I think, I think it was e that did something to your spine <laughs> acid was not your spine well within the acid 
acid stay in your DNA or something? Was yeah, well, to there, get was that, babies? That, there was that bullshit flashback stuff. Like, right. yeah, man, you know, this one dude was in uh, Miss Willingson's class in um, seventh period, man. Dude just totally had an acid flashback. Hadn't taken acid for like a year. <laughs> it just started flipping out. He had a flashback. He was seeing trails, man. Dragons came out. <laughs> Well, I think now we've figured out that flashbacks were really just panic attacks, but when you're having one and enough people have told you about a flashback, oh, you went, yeah, this exactly. is a flashback. Yep. I'm fucking having a bad trip yes. without doing any acid whatsoever. Do yeah. uh, you know what else is great about this comedy is like, you don't have to be a comedian to be in this kind of comedy. Julie Stiles is not known for, for comedy, just played it straight and oh, the yeah. well, just I, hysterical. Yeah, the the cast is amazing. The the uh four of those guys are part of a um not a sketch group, but a comedy group that made short films mm -hmm. and, and uh and then a, a feature length film. Um and they're called the Vacationeers. I think they met at uh I think they met at U T in Austin, I believe. Um but had kind of that background of that bent and the and the the four guys in the film um not myself uh and yeah none of the other actors are known for their comedy julia and uh rachel boston and america ferrera and aaron hayes is actually really funny and known for comedy i mm -hmm. suppose but uh um yeah it's not it's not a comedy centric uh cast um, and I, I was the only stand-up, as far as I know. Maybe uh, Jeff might do some stand-up. I'm not sure. But that's what happens when you have the right, you know, the right beats to this thing. Yeah, you know I mean? and uh, the again, the writer director who's very f uh, familiar with a lot of those guys, mm -hmm. uh, um, and uh, as mentioned, has a great ear for dialogue, and uh, and and the direction of it wasn't forced or heavy-handed. It's right. really natural, kind of that roving camera that sort of catches stuff, and and the. And I know it, it was difficult for them to to cut it uh, sound wise, but the way that everyone's talking and talks over each other—not all the time, of course—but in the in the way that people do when they're having, uh, you know, most people are sitting at a table eating, and and nobody just sits and waits for people to talk over each other, and you have to sort of focus on what. Um, because, you know, these guys over in the corner are having a conversation that's also uh, has some important information for later, but you sort of have to half catch that and right. you're listening to this other thing. And um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, that it, that is part of the, how it works, too. Uh, your character, the odd man out, which is always the weird thing to do. You know what I mean? Like when you're with in-laws and cousins. Absolutely. And, In real know. life, we've all been there. My my character is meeting all these people yeah. for the first time and through his date, uh, played by Julia Stiles, um, and they're only on their third date, so he mm -hmm. barely knows her. Um, but yeah, it's that awkward trying to fit in like a job interview that goes on for five hours yeah in somebody's house while the uh, dirty bombs are gone <laughs> but the dirty bombs are going off and you're just commenting on glass oh these are nice yeah. all this shit that you would never say in real life yeah and you try to ignore some of the more obvious weird and the tension between you know you pick up on uh or you know my character picks up on like oh wow there's uh um Obviously, something is going on with these two. I probably <laughs> shouldn't mention. Um, yeah. But you love that kind of awkward thing, right? You well, um, one of the reasons I did the movie uh, 
was because I rarely get a chance to play this kind of character who's, who's way more grounded and, and mm-hmm. uh, pragmatic than the other people and, and less... Uh, uh, I mean, they're, as the movie goes on, you reveal more about my character and his backstory, which we won't give away, but... Um, History teacher. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, put that in quotes. Um, and... <laughs> uh, but, in, you know, not to give anything away, but uh, but he's clearly the most kind of mature and grounded mm-hmm. person, um, which is... Yeah, I mean, I'm not a... My character is not broad in any way, uh, which was that coupled with how strong the script was, because I did not want to do... Uh, not that I didn't want to do this movie. I just didn't want to work. I just literally 48 hours ago, prior to getting that script, had come back from eight months uh, in London. Right? I just wanted mm-hmm. to be home in New York. I wanted to be go upstate. I just wanted to be here. And I had to go to L.A. for this thing my wife was doing. And uh, and America Ferreira, who's good friends with my wife, uh, called me. It's, you know, I've got the script. It's great. I like don't even send it. I don't want to see it. She's like, no, it shoots here in ten days. You're perfect for it. It's going to be really fun. I, America, no, thank you. And she just read it. And I, she sent it. I read it in one sitting. Called up and I was like, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> that quick. Yeah, that quick. It it's, was that quick. Yeah. Isn't that the weird thing too of all these things that you either go for, try for, think about? Some things just come to you. And, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I, I probably. I, I mean, I probably don't get half the things that I want to, that I mm-hmm. reach out and try to be a part of. Uh, um, and a lot of these good things just, as you said, just sort of pop up and fall in your lap. And uh, and when, especially how mercurial this uh, job is, um, uh, or not the job, but the, 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 you know, what I've, want to do what i've chosen to do as an actor uh um you know when something like that comes along which is fairly rare Mm -hmm. you know you just you take it it doesn't matter if you want to go home and you haven't been home and you miss your dog you just you take that opportunity because it's so it started shooting not long after i guess oh yeah like uh, i think a week less than a week and a half yeah so yeah. they were on their way, whether you were in or not. They were going to have yeah, to do everyone, something. Yeah, everyone was set except for my character. Yeah. Yeah. Be- because- and then I met with, the, I read the script. I loved it. Um, uh, and, it, you know, the, I, I like the idea of uh, being able to work with America and Julia, um, you know, who was already, in, Julia brought America on. And, um, and, and then meeting Todd, the writer-director, and then meeting those other guys. And I'm like, what a great fun cool bunch of people and we got very close we still all hang out and well i think that things are going to really open up for all those folks too because i wasn't familiar they're so good i mean yeah i mean it's everyone's good i, I that that scene uh, i don't want to talk yeah. too much this, this will be boring for the listeners but the scene with uh um blaze and aaron you know uh, pete and emma yeah in the car is yeah, it's, great. It's I fantastic. Mean, they're really good actors. Yeah, it's really, know? really funny stuff. And anyone who happens to come up into the group, very short scenes, that shit is just hysterical. And it was one of those things watching it where you're like, 
wow, this thing is up a lot higher than I thought. I wonder if they can hold it, you know? So it's almost like in the back of your mind, you're thinking you don't even get to see. I mean, you're talking about not being able to do work like this. We don't even get to see much work like this <laughs> yeah, anymore. That's very true. That's it very just true. doesn't happen that much. Yeah. All right, so uh, Netflix is uh, also going to be putting out the Arrested Development. All 15 episodes go out at the same time. And that's going to take out a big part of your life of people saying, when is the rest of development oh, going to get back yeah. to you? <laughs> I'm so excited. Well, I mean, the next thing will be the movie. You know, are you making right. a movie? Make a movie? You're going to make the movie? But, I mean, yeah, it's uh, every interview I've done, whatever I've done. I mean, imagine all the stuff I've done since 2006 right. to, to promote or just meeting people on the street or on the subway or uh, even when I was in London. I mean, it's very big over there. And, you know, I, I don't think a day went by when somebody wouldn't ask me about it. Um, and and for the longest time, I had no information. I was like, I know as much as you do. Yeah. I don't know. I, I with you. I hope it happens. So now, yes, it's happened. And who would ever expect it with a Netflix? I mean, when you guys went off the air, none of that kind of stuff oh, no, even no. existed. Where, oh, yeah, 15 episodes are going out Yeah, they were, the same day. Uh, I mean, when we were canceled and, and kind of up shortly up to when we were canceled and a little bit beyond that, the you know there was this idea of like, well, will we be, will we be on Showtime? Will, will we be on HBO? Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll get picked up by another. Because that happens every once in a while. Sure. You know? And... Uh, and you know that this Netflix model didn't really exist yet, so so boom, the whole thing goes out the same yeah. day, and then maybe a movie after that. Well, the movies you got to see is it's a disaster on demand uh, right now, or uh, L.A. and New York uh, this, this Friday, Friday, yeah. which I might run out just to see it in the theater anyway after already seeing it once. Because if you do check. Uh, like listen for things because of the sound as I was saying the sound editing is interesting that's always the best kind of movies too when you're watching it and you're like how come I didn't catch that I've seen it twice through. and I definitely caught a bunch of stuff that I didn't catch first time and because, you're because of what I'm talking about yeah yeah uh, David Cross good to see you again buddy congratulations right, thank you and I'll see you next time coming through all right thanks It's David Cross uh, back in the uh, funny, it, very, very funny. It's a disaster. You know, in the back of our mind, I do think that we're, wa we're waiting for the dirty bombs and all this shit to happen. Here in New York, it's always, at least it's always well, on the mind. It's weird. I don't think about it. And then somebody that I haven't seen in a while, they're like, uh, do you ever get nervous living in New York? And I'm like, no, why? It's pretty, you know, the crime thing is way down low. And they're like, no, I mean, you know. That like when thing. they blow you up, <laughs> yeah, like you know when they blow you guys up all the time. Well, you know over the last even over the last two weeks, it's been nothing but North Korea. 
and fucking Yeah, Kim but North Korea's talking about hitting Austin this time, so <laughs> that's a lot different. What the fuck? It's all something on fucking the goddamn CNN and BBC. Well, you have that, and then, of course, you also have the uh, the Rutgers kids getting hit with basketballs. Yeah, that I just found out about yesterday. I was like, this is fucking <laughs> that, great. That's been a uh, nonstop topic uh, for the world. We've got to do something about that vet, by the way. That to... was so embarrassing. He puts a hoodie on while he's sitting here. That was weird. Yeah, we have to just move it so it's not fucking blowing on anyone. Or just in that corner. Where is right it over, coming from? Right here, right to, above my head. And it I guess doesn't it, look like it would blow this direction. Well, enough people complain about it. It definitely does. Enough pe people bitch. Um, but, um... Are you going to watch all 15 episodes of uh, this in a row, or are you going to try to... I'm going to watch as many as I can. I think it comes out on a Sunday, so I, might have, I will have the entire day to just bang it all out. Well, that's the way I watched the first three seasons. Me too. Uh, but it was still on the air, but everyone was like, doing that save Arrested Development. So uh, people were like, here, you got to watch these. And I'm like, eh, you know, because it was like a couple episodes before you go, okay, I get it. This is really zany and funny. Yeah. And then rewatching it, just catching up all the other shit that was in that show, just so well written. It's, it's so excited for it to be coming back on. You're, you're one of those really happy people. About no, very happy. Well, watch this. It's a disaster. I want to talk about that with you. Yeah. And now i got to watch it again so I can hear all these other things. Uh, we got an unmasked. We're going to be... That's the first time, you know, we saw uh, David Cross since the unmasked. Uh, but we're going to have another unmasked we're going to be announcing in just a little bit uh, today. we got a lot of prizes to give out as well. You want to do that? Just get a, I don't know whether you've kept up because you've been away with the director's contest. I, I know it's, it's coming towards the end, but I, I'm... We're here at the finals. Holy shit. Scorsese? Yeah. Versus the Coen brothers. Well, and wait. I can tell you, tight as can be. How did QT get knocked out? Uh, I don't know. Uh, see who, who knocked QT out for me, would you please? Mm-hmm. Um... Holy fuck. I think he was up against the Coens. All right. Wow, that's fucking nuts, man. I think uh, the full brackets are up. Because I felt Scorsese. I, Scorsese wasn't a surprise for me. I thought I thought initially Scorsese, that's the guy. People are going to want him to fucking go all the way through because it's right. fucking Martin Scorsese. But I figured it would have been him and QT right there at the end. Yet... I'm looking at this thing, and I say to myself, how can I vo vote against the Coen brothers? <laughs> oh, shit. Because here's, here's what I think happened. I think it was uh, the Coens. Again, Fez is still on. I'm going to have to probably switch you guys out again. Sure. And uh, keep moving. You know, left-handed left hitter up. Let's move the right fielder over to the left. But um, the Coens did knock him out of the final four. Now, Whoa. here's the thing, Hicks. Yeah. When you start to look this over, the amount of movies that the Coen brothers made, and just the fact that, like, every year, there's another great movie out of them. Yeah, they're all good. It's not like anything filler. Like, I guess we'll make a movie this year. Who knows what it's going to be. They're all fucking good. I, they're all amazing. Yeah, okay, yeah. Cohen's took out Tarantino in uh, Elite Eight, 
And then, Jesus Christ, and then Cohen stick out Wes Anderson. <laughs> this is fucking ridiculous. Again, when you look at it, it's the amount of movies made. It's nothing against either one of those filmmakers, but the Coens have almost like made like a movie a year. For 30 years? Or maybe well, know, 25? I, yeah, I mean, you're going back to Blood Simple, which was the you know early 80s. And obviously, I'm wrong when I say a movie a year, but there's a hell of a lot of great movies in there. God damn. I mean, we all love him. But. Now, here's what Scorsese has going for him. He's pre-1980s. You could argue he did 90-some percent of his best work. Yeah. And that's when, you know, the Coen brothers were fucking getting milk cartons and popping them and making the other kids laugh <laughs> in the cafeteria. So he's got that jump on him. But... If you go from Blood Simple, if you went from Blood Simple on yeah. against Tarantino, this wouldn't even be close. You would have to say the Coens crush him, but he's got that early start. I. Hi, right, let's just try with Pips right away. Pips, Scorsese, Coen Brothers. So, would you pick Scorsese? Without doubt. Okay, he didn't even see. He didn't wrestle with it. He's not one of these guys that's going to wrestle with something. You got to think. He's putting it right out there. He feels strong about it. I mean, Scorsese, the seventies, the fucking the, the golden age of fucking independent film. He's there, and he goes, and he's still making films today. He's just fuck. He's the man. Obviously, it's Martin Scorsese. But don't you think he's had more missteps than the Coens have? Uh well, just by the virtue of being around longer, yeah, he's had. He's probably had a few. He's had a few. Well, I know. I didn't go see his last kids movie, his three D kids movie. Hugo, I wanted to see it. Some people said it would. They liked it a lot, but no, nah, I never. I, I didn't. I'm not going to say who's who here. Yeah. But uh, this has been up since yesterday, and it's fifty one percent to forty nine percent. Oh God, that's how tight it is. Well, it, it should be this tight because they're both fucking amazing. And I'm telling you right now, I've decided. Marty Scorsese is my favorite uh, filmmaker of all time. Yeah. And I'm voting for the Coen brothers. Oh, my God. This is fucked up. I feel like I owe it to them for what they've... Th this is the pure joy that they've given me over the years. This is... I'm glad... I'm glad... I'm glad it's, it's this tight because it should be. Two one seeds. They're where they should be in the fucking final. In the final, goddamn. Don't even get the seeds stuck. And there's been so much uh, problem over the seeds. You know what? Let's forget about that because we have. No, a you brought it up. We can't forget about it now. <laughs> we the fact that you brought it up. We got a championship game. Martin Scorsese versus the Coen Brothers. How could you not love that? Well, it's up on the iBank today. Loss of service. Yeah. Oh no. No, I've turned it off. <laughs> I don't want this thing fucking talking to me. <laughs> That's what folks do now. They fuck with you. <sighs> I just can't stand it. You know, ever since Neil deGrasse Tyson brought up that you've got a robot that you're carrying around and talking into, yeah. it, it's fucking weirded me out. <sighs> it's all right. They're not that smart yet. You still have to tell them to do things. Oh, believe me. There's a one robot that I'll fucking throw in the East River. It starts any shit. This would be the <laughs> quickest Terminator movie ever. So that's the uh, big thing. You've got prizes to give out? Yeah, I got some prizes. <clears throat> uh, tied in with what? Even though you're on vacation, you came back gangbusters. You're sending a bunch of stuff in, which I guess you got off a 17-hour plane ride. Started sending crazy shit it was, in. <laughs> it, was four, it was 14 hours from and, Budapest. And then got up this morning and picked all the winners. You weren't here for the entire time to pick the winners. You just did it today. Uh, this morning, yeah. 
You're like a mad dog, like the Iron Man. I, like, I, you really should get more appreciation than you're given. Right now, my brain and my body thinks it's 5.30 p.m. The fucking... It is, dude. What the fuck happened? <laughs> Why are we not... Are we on live? Yeah, this is happy hour. <laughs> I'll tell you what. We should have David Cross vote in this. I'm really pissed that we didn't. By the way, how embarrassing was it when he put up his hoodie fucking thing? It's fucking silly. And I said, you're the uh, the first... The first dude. The first dude to complain. And he's like, I'm not complaining. Yeah. <laughs> Don't fucking nitpick. You are complaining. When you put something over your head like that, that's a fucking complaint. It means the air is bothering you. That's what it means. Um, here's uh, Kevin in Richmond. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Hey, welcome back, uh, Hicks. Nice. Hey, I uh, just wanted to find out if Kevin Smith was uh, winning the NIT bracket for the director's pool. Well, he is up against Edgar Wright and that wow. the other person that we forgot. Um, Look. And Edgar Wright's movie is coming out this year. I think it's World's End or something like Reading that. World's End? But it's not about know. the end of the world. It's about bar crawl. That really pissed me off because I thought it was going to be about the end of the world. Bullshit. You got to get someone to fucking get a new guy in town for your movies, Ed. You right. know, he's not Eddie. He's Edgar. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Simon Pegg calls him Ed. I know for a fact that he doesn't. Fuck. Fucking go. We're getting off on the wrong fucking foot here. He could have, you know, the thing is, you could start and call him Gur. That's kind of scary. Why? It's like Gur. Oh, yeah, that is scary. I didn't even take it that way. All right. Yeah. You know what? You're coming in with that Eastern European fucking groundedness that we all need. That post communism weird shit. Is it really post or ready to go back any second? I I don't know. Fucking even coming back from the airport, like leaving from the airport to going to fucking Budapest, there's like gunshots. There's like there's gun holes and like like bombed out buildings still. This is you're like a vice reporter now. <laughs> this is what you're doing. If you should went over, put your dick in one of the gun holes and just start going <laughs> fucking stuff, guy. International version, motherfucker. The important thing is how the cigarettes are over there cheap as fuck. It's about, let's see, I think it was like 800 forint, which is about $3 American. Forint? Yeah, forint is, I, I might have some on me. Dollars. Okay. Is Putin all over the money? Here's a 200 foreign coin. That's about, that's like 80 cents. You know what? This is not a forint, this is a fondant, and it's delicious. Oh. Here you go. Here's a 2,000 forint note. What's this worth? That's worth about, I'd say, eight bucks or so. And no fucking drink in that city, no matter where you are. No shot, booze, cocktail is more than two fifty. It's crazy. I gave a guy a fucking a yeah because you're behind the fucking iron curtain. I had no idea. I thought maybe they were fucking a little bit farther along since the nineties. You have. Uh, I'll tell you this. We've got to get you to Eastern Europe more because you've come back and just hit the ground running. Hell yeah. It was fun. I fucking loved it. It was great. You, we're talking about doing a show out of there. Did you listen to any radio just to compare? <laughs> the, the, well, yeah. It was, it was, well, A, every fucking station was either Hungarian rap or American pop music. And I couldn't tell a fucking word of any of the talk they were fucking talking about. This, this is always the funny thing about those real radio guys, like broadcasters. They would always be like... Uh, they, they would come back from vacation and always tell you what people were playing. 
<laughs> and what they were promoting. Hey, I've got a great idea. They do a thing up there called a threefer, and it is fantastic. Just when you think the twofers are done, they come back with another one. Threefers. Blows your fucking mind. And I was thinking we could do threefers. That's their idea. That's the way radio guys get an idea. Let's rip these guys off. Like, here's a, a radio guy. I was listening to O&A, they do this wow thing, and I was thinking we ought to do a whoopee. You know what I mean? It's like, whoopee! Whoopee and Wednesday! You know, that, that, that's an idea in radio. Jesus. I wish I could have gotten some ideas from these Hungarians, but that, that, that fucking language was like nothing else. I was listening to O&A the other day, and they were doing What's in Your Pants, and I thought maybe we would do What's in Your Underwear. And the weird thing is, when I started radio, consultants would come in, and just their ideas would be giving you other markets' ideas. Wait. Their job was to say they listen to other fucking radio yeah, stations. Yeah, back then they would just fly around and come in and they go, why don't you guys do a, like a date game? And you're like, what? Like a date game. And they would, like you would find out later it's somebody else's fucking bit. <laughs> oh, no. And they got fucking paid. That's, that's what a consultant does. It's bullshit. Well, like they say, they pay you for the travel, my friend. And they pay you so the PD could go, Dude, we did everything the consultant said. We should fire him, not me. That was a big, yeah. Smart. It was a big way for the general manager and the PD always to cover their ass back then. Be safe. Like we're getting uh, things are going good. We're getting a new consultant. He's going to be in here with all the same ideas as the last consultant. <laughs> we're going to fucking bang him out. See what happens. Maybe it'll be different this time. Let's have a good quarter. Replay some of your bits, would you, boys? Because they are gold, and people love to hear them time and time again. Over. You've got to remember, it's 7 o'clock in the morning. is a whole different crowd from 9.30. So get that bit back on. It's like every 15 minutes or something that's the, that's the turnover. There was, yeah, I don't know what the fuck they talk about. I could never understand those people. Why don't we just get on and talk? Why do you have to sit around? And think about holding people or whatever. Well, everything's fucking changed now with the, with on demand. On the flight, I got an issue of Wired magazine, and I was reading about how uh, fucking because of on demand, like just just TV, it's like Nielsen doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything anymore. It's it's just because they because they, they don't fucking count like TiVo and like getting shit off from on demand. And the weird thing is, I don't watch too much TV. That I haven't already recorded first. So even let's say I'm going to watch The Office. I'm probably going to be watching something else during The Office. So that in 20 minutes I'll put on my beginning of The Office. So I can, yeah, so I can just push through. It's, Which, if you're selling ad time, it's got to be the worst thing in the world. It's fucked up. And, and another way they, they're telling how to... Um how to fucking find who's watching what when is the hashtags. So every TV show has hashtag whatever. And then they just monitor Twitter feed and say, all right, there was, you know, 10,000 tweets about fucking whatever. Yeah, but I can understand that you're going to be hashtagging, let's say, the Country Music Awards. But you're not exactly going to be hashtagging a drama. You know what I mean? <laughs> that would be fucking bizarre. And there's so much stuff that ends up not being watched on a DVR. I think they said like 49% of things you DVR, you never end up go back and watch. But would that still count as, because you tuned into that show to record it, but see, you've never seen it? See, I don't think it's so much the shows, but old movies. I have a tendency to go, oh, The Graduate, I'm going to fucking, you know, and then that'll stay on there for two months. 
<laughs> instead of just watching it. I think your regular TV shows you do watch. You want to stay? You want to stay caught up with it? Yeah, I don't think you're going to do. The, you're going to like say the following, and then not watch the following, or you're not going to do um, Mad Men and not watch Mad Men because you never want to miss one. But old movies, yeah. Uh, all right, let's. Uh, before you give out your uh, prizes, let's announce the next unmasked. Uh, play the sounder. Play the unmasked sounder. We don't have that. Well, I'll just do this. Unmasked. Okay. <laughs> Production value. <laughs> Production value. <laughs> Uh, the next unmasked is going to be a young lady who her career has gotten so hot so fast that we're just catching her now as she's in the early stages of stardom uh, because her stand-up career took her to this. Is it going to be a weekly show on Comedy Central? Is Yes. So uh, we'll be talking about Miss Amy Schumer. Miss Amy Schumer, uh, another one of those people that, you know, ONA and Jimmy got early. Why didn't they sign them to the big production deal? She is blowing the fuck up. She's blowing up. It's a mushroom cloud. That's what yeah. it is. And for, she's going to be here next Tuesday, 10 a.m. Next Ooh, Tuesday. Ooh, yeah. early one. It's a morning unmasked. That's an early unmasked. That's right. Uh, Unmasked next Tuesday, April sixteenth, ten a.m. in the fishbowl. It's gonna be a party. It's gonna be like like an unmasked brunch on a Tuesday. You know what we ought to do? Why don't we do this? Caviar, champagne, um, omelets. We'll have those chefs that are just making the omelets. Oh, nice! Like an omelet station. Yeah. Why do people act like that's so great? Like, oh, you can just walk over there. And pick out what you want. Yeah, um, I go. I'll do that no matter where I go. Where, no matter where, I'll be at Denny's and say, "Here's what I want my omelet." That in college at the dining hall, that was the most exciting thing. This guy will make it for you. It's it's something they brag about at every brunch. But you're still in an omelet line instead of someone just bringing you a nice omelet the way you like it. You're not a, a guy who wants to walk around with a plate. Yeah, where you move down the thing with a tray. Yeah, you don't want to do that. No. You want to sit, tell somebody what you want, and then go, where are they? I like to pick and choose. If I find something I like, I like to load up on it. I'm sure you eat more when you see it like that. Because you're going to go like this. Um, yeah, I definitely do want two of these donuts. And now, if you're eating breakfast sitting down, you would never go, and bring me a muffin and two donuts and... One of everything, really. And an embarrassing amount of hash browns. Pile it up. Just like you know you're an idiot when people are walking around like with champagne on things and you grab two glasses. Like, I like to stand here with two glasses like an idiot. A double fist. I know it's bad, but I still do it. But it's exciting. Amy Schumer, Unmasked, next Tuesday. Champagne brunch. Champagne brunch. Amy Schumer, Unmasked, Tuesday, April 16th, 10 a.m. Right here in the fishbowl.
And I think this is going to be the first champagne brunch we ever do with crystal meth. I'm going to do crystal meth. Amy, I don't know what, I'm sure she doesn't. I'm going to make her do crystal meth as we start this. Good. The entire audience does crystal meth. I can do some, right? I mean, we're on board, but. Yeah. All right, good. You can do some. All right, good. Let's get fucking wild. Oh, <laughs> Production piece. Brunch. Production. Production. Hey, they're running this great unmasked production piece. I was thinking we could start doing our own unmasked production pieces. Love That's a, my idea. Bubba Moses. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one thing they forgot over there is mimosas. We're going to beat their ass on that. So put that down. Eggs Benedict was in those shitty omelets. Also, in our commercial, uh, we're all putting our hats on backwards and the license plate upside down. Then everybody know we're at In Your Face Station. They can't be driving around without that thing upside down. It's illegal. Also, a new T-shirt we're coming out. We give it out with every prize. I just fucked Rod and Fez out of this T-shirt. Specific and <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> I just ripped those bastards off. <laughs> I got two hot tickets right now for Aerosmith. Who wants to rip them out of my hand? Be the ninth caller. Just gonna give them, really. Not actually. You know they're doing this great ninth caller bit. I was thinking we could do eighth caller. Why those assholes are still answering the phones? We're giving out prizes. People like prizes, right? Turn on Q one hundred five right now. All you'll hear is commercials. We're rocking. It's a sticks and stones weekend. It's the only kind you want to have. That's why you find out everybody in the country ends up doing Bring Them Back Alive weekend, Sticks and Stones weekend. That's how it all spreads, just consultants. Yeah. <laughs> I come up with gargle, gargle My Cum weekend, and nobody <laughs> wanted to do it. Hey, let's have Cum Bubbles weekend. <laughs> Bring a black guy to the station. We'll give you two tickets to go see ZZ Top. Black guy's got to stay here, though. Oh, another thing we're working on is a llama. So, you know, wherever we put the balloon out, there'll be a llama. They'll get the kids we love in the station. <sighs> All right, what uh, prizes you got to give out, Hicks? All right, uh, I got the the week, uh, two weeks ago, the Weekender for who is currently the greatest living athlete. That's going to Sack O Spite. And he wins the natural, signed by Barry Levinson. His answer? It has to be Leo Messi. He's dominated the most popular game in the world for the last half a decade. He's won every trophy possible, along with a stunning amount of personal accolades. The statistics speak for themselves. He's the centerpiece of the greatest team in the history of the sport, and to still be entering his prime, the best is yet to come. If he wins a World Cup with Argentina, he will unquestionably be the greatest footballer of all time. I think there's a, great, a big difference between being the greatest footballer of all time and being the greatest athletes. I don't think it's in the stats at all. I think LeBron would destroy him at anything. He's, LeBron wants to destroy him at soccer. Oh, by the way? Yeah. Mello! Why, you've been gone? Yeah. Uh, all the fucking Knickerbockers do is win fucking games. <laughs> and LeBron, uh, Mello is averaging like over 40 a game. He can't miss. I picked up the post today, and I <clears throat> expect to see the like, fucking Yankees or whatever. It's Knicks 12 in a row. They just beat fucking OKC? Uh, uh, the town has mellow sanity right now. <laughs> we forgot about Lynn's sanity, and we have mellow sanity. Good. Fuck the Rockets. Uh, I'm also going to give this away. Chris Stanley got married to an Eastern European. No. 
and want Asian. How's Nova. the town over there? Oh, it's a fucking beautiful, beautiful t- uh, town. And uh, no talent. Oh yes, the, and the people of how them bitches. <laughs> oh, beautiful, gorgeous. Yeah. It's like you see like Russian women in in, in all Eastern European women have that look, yeah. and that's just an entire town filled with them. So it's you know the biggest lie that they ever gave us during the Cold War is that all those women were ugly. Yeah, that was fucking bullshit. Yeah, there's another fucking lie. Yeah, it's just it's it's all like you know Russian strippers just fucking dumping in town. There you go. That's who's like your fucking waitresses and just fucking people at bodegas and shit. It's wild. Mm. Right, what else you got to give out? All right, and now uh, rename the classic. Volume 3. The winner of that is going to receive Iron Man 2, signed by Don Cheadle. What was the classic? A Few Good Men. Mm. The winner goes to Bill Lacheca for the title Pissing in Your Dead Skull, a how-to guide. You know, A Few Good Men is like the stupidest title ever. It almost seems like a rom-com. Yeah, it's, it's bullshit. What the fuck were they thinking? Yeah, I know, they're good men or whatever. But I don't know not- if they were. I don't think they were all that good. Tom I mean, two of killed somebody. Tom Cruise was like a fucking bum who at the last minute just finally decided to do his job. <laughs> we were letting Demi Moore carry the load there. Good work, Tom. Mm, to carry the load, all right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Tits. Yeah. <laughs> Kutcher, you fucked up. Well, no, he's with Mila Kunis now. Never mind. Yeah, his life hasn't been so bad. See, Mila Kunis has that Eastern European look. Exactly, yeah. That's it. And plus, there's just like fucking. There's literally everyone from every every European country. There's people in fucking Budapest just traveling through getting fucking whacked. Unmasked. Sounders production. Unmasked. Amy Schumer next Tuesday, April sixteenth at ten a.m. in the Fishbowl. You know. uh... Amy Schumer may be the only comic who wears, like, a pretty short dress when she does her stand-up. She's a fine young lady, Amy Schumer. Like you said earlier, blow it up. What's her new TV show about? It's like a dating um, parody or something? I think it's like a sketch series. Oh, somebody told me it was like a dating parody. Which, oh, she is a really terrific actress. I'm trying to think of the movie I saw her in. She played a small part, but she killed it. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Hold on. It was recent, right? Yeah. She's good. She's good. Was it Price Check? It was Price Check. You're right. And she kindly, she kind of played the... Uh, regular uh, girl in that. Like, not like the pretty girl, but just like the regular office girl. And she was a f- fucking hysterical. With the lovely Parker Posey. Um, yeah. I like the Parker Posey. She likes you because you went to her school. That was great. Thank you for telling her that I went to Perks because she ran right back fucking here. Oh, speaking of which, your most famous alumni got out of jail this week after three years. That's awesome. 
Fucking uh, Wesley Snipes out. Blade Four. Here we come. Did you see the trailer for? He has he has like a, some movie he made before he went in. That I guess they fucking shelled for whatever the last four years. No, looks fucking horribly bad. <laughs> it looks really really terrible. It's like a western zombie film. It looks like total utter shit. Wesley Snipes looked like that three years really took its toll on him. How come we never put up a Margaret Thatcher story on the iBank today? I just saw it this morning, Iron Lady. Yeah. Saw it a, late. Saw it late. It's still happening. Still could go out. Um, oh, this movie does look horrendous. <laughs> just ripped some guys out. I hope he didn't pay any taxes on that. <laughs> All right, what other prizes are you giving out? Next prize is the Weekender for who is currently the biggest movie star in the world. <laughs> Oh, I remember in an Unmasked, I brought up Robert Downey Jr. and was pretty much um, chided for it, I would say. Unbelievable. Because the winner of this gets Die Hard 2, signed by the director, Renly Harlan. Harlan, excuse me. And the winner is Vic Roy for Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr., nobody's acting ability is more respected by both moviegoers and peers alike. He lends instant credibility to any project he's involved in. Hard to think of any mixed steps acting-wise in his career. Even when a movie flops, he doesn't take the blame. He's never been bigger, and he's equally comfortable in huge blockbusters and smaller picks. Dramatic or comedy roles, he never fails to impress. Who hates on Downey? Nobody. You love the read since you got back. I'm just paying because, you know, on the weekenders... The list of reasons but why they're getting the prizes. I can't understand this. You were on a plane for 17 hours yesterday, and you come back, and you're fucking Carmelo. You're Carmelo. No excuses. Still bad no, hey, this happened or that happened. You come back, you're banging the boards, you're grabbing 10 a game, you're dishing, picking up 11 assists a game, and you find yourself scoring 33. That's, that's some fucking ridiculous numbers there. It's <laughs> insane. Now you haven't seen any of the basketball thing, right? I the last thing I fucking knew about was uh, a Florida Gulf Coast losing because I I got the fucking Wi-Fi in the plane. I paid twenty fucking euro to fucking follow that game on just the GameCast and ESPN. That's the last thing I fucking knew about. It wasn't even close. Yeah, it was a beatdown. It was so sad. And then you know what's the whole point? Florida goes out the next the game anyway. It's bullshit. Well, nothing after watching so much of this. Uh, Tournament, or as they say on TV, tournament, or tournament. Uh, nothing could be worse than college basketball. <laughs> Just no one. People standing around, missing fucking shots, forgetting to fucking uh, get rebounds. Like watching a ball bounce by them. Louisville almost shit the bed. Michigan did everything they could do to give the game back to Syracuse. And luckily for them, Syracuse was even worse. It was sorry. fucking painful the other day. Syracuse, I wanted Syracuse to win, just to lose in the final, just to give all the Syracuse fans some sort of like hope to have it be crushed. That's why I'm pissed Syracuse fucking isn't in, even in there. Yeah, I just started getting pissed at Michigan. Now, I picked Louisville to win the whole thing. Uh... You know, I'm a daring guy. I'll take the number one seed. But I could give a fuck whether they won or not. So it's Louisville, Michigan, right? In the, in the championship Tonight. Yeah. yeah. All right. It's You'll on. probably be sleeping because it's 1130 your time. <laughs> well, fucking whacked out. Yeah. I tried to take as much Xanax as possible to fucking sleep on that flight. But then that guy just felt really good and stayed up it's, and watched yeah. Django Unchained. 
Jay was fucking great. That's fucking how I was. I was fucked up. <laughs> it is. Uh, I don't know why anybody would sleep on fucking downs when you could just sit there and feel better than you'd want. It actually feels good when you're just pulling yourself back from the last fucking morsel of when you're ready to sleep. It's it's just it's just your whole fucking body fucking feels awesome. I fucking love it. Got a glass of fucking. So you weren't even around for the big Kevin Ware break. I I've been hearing about it. <clears throat> yeah. I tried to stream it because I, I heard someone like there was a horrible inj injury. Yeah, but now we don't even care anymore. That's the weird thing about being away. <laughs> we no longer care about this injury. Like you're gonna look at it and be shocked, and the rest of us are like, "What again?" Because the fucking Wi-Fi blew where I was, so. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I just heard well, about it. what do you care? You had fucking cheap drinks. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that was... And then he did the stupid thing of, just win. Oh. You know, while he's laying there, his fucking bones sticking out. And Patino's just yelling back at his guys, you heard him. We have to win for, you know, anything that you could do. If I was this kid, right, and I'm fucking blow out, blow out my leg, I would, all I would be thinking about is, oh, no, the rest of my life is fucked. I'm like, how am I going to be able to rehab to get to the NBA? But this entire tournament actually got overshadowed by shitty Rutgers and their abusive coach, their abusive assistant coach, and now the whistleblower... The FBI is after the guy who ratted them out because he showed up for money first. Holy shit. Which makes me think, like, why is blackmailing illegal? In this particular case, I don't see how it's possibly illegal. He got fired for being a whistleblower. He went back to the university and said, I'll settle for, like, $985,000. Why not a cool million is beyond me. I don't see how that's extortion. But how is it ever? How is it ever wrong for me to say, Chris Stanley? Yeah, I saw you fooling around on your chick. You have to buy me sandwiches for a week now. You know what I mean? Like to me, that just seems like life. I don't see what's wrong with blackmailing anyone. So, uh, like, I'm looking to catch Pips and get him in trouble with his girlfriend. <laughs> because, A, I think she's really cute, and B, I like catching people. And I'm not going to rat. It's probably someone who got caught and got fucking blackmailed, decided who was in the position to make something in the law, made it a law. Um, Keith, you're on the Run of Fez show. Welcome back, sir. Um, I I've been listening to the show for an hour. Is, uh, is Fez in today? Yeah, he just said that thing about blackmailing. Hey, Marshall in Texas, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, it's the obligatory Fez and call. Yeah, it's the new improved Fez. It's the uh, it's the Wild Man Fez. Buck Wild. Well, you didn't hear the guy from Buck Wild died. Boy, Wait, the which kids. Which guy from Buck Wild? I don't know, Buck, I guess. <laughs> but one of them was found dead. They're just young kids. What? what? Yeah, I think it was murdered too. What? Yeah. Oh no! It's the fucking that kid was the one who fucking was like a garbage man. Like was was like the star of the show. He was like the situation of the fucking show. Yeah. Oh. See. Oh, that sucks. You picked the greatest week in the world to go fucking Twitter dark. <laughs> There's fucking bones shooting out of people's legs. Reality stars are dying. Oh, mom says he's in heaven. Well, that's good. 
right, but so, all right, let's get back to our blackmail thing. And I want anybody, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, explain to me why, why it is inform- why it's illegal to blackmail someone. Like, I could go up to a business and say, I will, I've got information. Are you willing to pay for it? And that's legal, right? Yeah. But if I say, I have information about you, are you willing to pay for me not to spread it around? It seems like it's the same thing. I got to, as always, I need to talk to a lawyer about this. Is it because there's a threat involved? But the threat would be this. Pay me. Or I go and say something. I think it would be like, pay me or I'll beat you up. I get why that would be illegal. Unless you were a boxer. <laughs> well, then it's your job. Um, here's uh, John. John, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Why is it even called blackmail? Is it something? Is that like a racial thing, or where did that term come from? Well, none of you're gonna have uh, no, because we use black for like Black Friday for a lot of other yeah. things other than race. Chris yeah, Stanley is going like to jump to that right conclusion, but it's just like no, because you comes... you see racism in everything, Joe. I know that with you. You're always <laughs> like, oh, I see <laughs> Ching Chong. That's kind of making fun of Chinese people. Um. So, uh, so this guy could end up in more trouble than the guys who did the horrible sin of throwing a basketball at another child. Oh, this guy must feel like a fucking asshole. Well, the guy is an asshole. (laughs) All right, so this is what the United States says blackmail is. This is the offense. Okay. Whoever, under a threat of informing or as a consideration for not informing... Against any violation of any law of the United States, demands or receives any money or other valuable things. Yeah, I get that, but why? It's the it's the why I'm looking for. Here's Murph in Georgia. What's so wrong about blackmail? Hey guys, I, I'm just guessing. I'm not a lawyer or anything, but um, you know, when you're dealing with blackmail, the value is, that's put on the information is assessed by the person who has the information. Whereas in a transaction where somebody's purchasing information. He can set the value and decide if he's going to pay it or not. All right. Now, this is an interesting thing. So, it's who sets the value for the information. That's That's the thing. But in any deal, isn't the value always decided upon by the two parties no matter what? Well, right, but with blackmail, there's victimization going on. Because, mm, yeah. but most things there's victimization. I mean, when fucking Chris Stanley wants smokes in a fucking bottle of whiskey, he is a victim. But well, a knowing victim, victim of love. So is that that you're willing to cover up a crime and get paid for it? No, because most of the time it's not a crime. If I said I'm going to tell your girlfriend on you, there's nobody's fucking nobody's at fault there, and that's where I say most of that kind of shit happens. You know, it isn't so much the crime stuff. Um, I think it just has to do with the fact that you'd have to be somewhat of a fucking skunk to say pay me and I won't tell. 
It's almost like we don't like those kind of people. Oh, the guy, the blackmailer? Yeah. Is a piece of garbage. He's, yeah, he's, 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 yeah, but there's a lot of go- jobs that are a piece of garbage. I think guys that sell diamonds are pieces of garbage. That blood diamond shit. Oh, I didn't even get to that. But just anyone showing a fucking ring to your girl, saying this would prove how much he loves you. Talk about a fucking victim. Um, Brian, you're on the Manifest Show. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, Melissa McCarthy could not have been funnier portraying the uh, Rutgers coach on Saturday Night Live this weekend. Let me tell you, Melissa McCarthy may be the funniest fucking person going today. She is yeah. fucking killer. And that shit that she was doing the other night, just about every sketch killed. Did you see it, Hicks? I, I didn't see it. Oh. It's almost like you're not one of us. <laughs> it was another continent for the last, like, fucking nine days. A worse continent. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Uh, look who it is. It's our old pal, the HTG. Welcome back from vacation, everyone. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Um, I remember in law school, we had like an entire day of one class just dedicated to this, and it was really interesting. Seems like there should have been a lot more than just one day. How well, long is a, law school? No, no. <laughs> How many years just is law talk, school? It's three years, but just talk And only one day went outside. for blackmail. <laughs> just one now hour, it's really. Now here. Have you All noticed? Right. I, I can usually feel the, the the. Can you not feel it now? No. Let's get the air back down, right. low as we can possibly get it. Let's do it to the type of thing where it makes actors cry. <laughs> All right, guy. What were you saying, HTG? All right. So I don't remember everything about why blackmail is a crime, but I do remember one piece of it was because you can't. All right. So you have this contract. I'm not going to tell if you give me. I don't know five sandwiches but then if the guy the blackmailer doesn't keep the bargain which is what usually happens he continues to blackmail you for additional things the person with the secret can't go and force that because then they'd be giving up their secret if they go okay so it's not so much what you're doing is so wrong if it was a one-off I'm, I don't know. I, there, there, I believe there are. There's more to it. About right, but let's suppose this. One of the reasons. Let Let's suppose this. I said. I heard HTG say, "Chris Stanley's a no-begotten son of a bitch." And I go, "Well, I'm going to tell Chris Stanley." And you said, "Don't." So I said, "Give me a hundred dollars," and she does. Then I can come back the next week and say, "You know what? I want another hundred. Right, and that's the big problem with it. That's a good point. That was a a well spent uh, spent class that day. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Hope it helps. Now, do you think they've got a case against this whistleblower? Um, I don't know the full. I don't know all the details about it. It sounds crazy. It sounds like um, like it sounds like the opposite of blackmail, almost like like white email, almost. Well, yeah. I mean. You can't ask for. I mean, you can't ask for money to report a crime, though. But I guess they make deals all the time where where other things are exchanged. So I don't really, I don't really know anything about this. And it sounds like his was a one-off. It's like I want yeah, wrongful you, firing money. Yeah, but the, but the, but there's no way you could keep it from him from coming back again. That's the. It's the it's the entire problem with blackmail. 
is that even though the person will say this is a one-time thing, you can't guarantee it. That was her initial point. That everybody's going to say this is a one-off. Everyone. But the problem is, they will come back and say later, you know what, I just had one more money. And some jello. Extortion is different, right? Well, I didn't go to three years of law school. I don't know. What half day was extortion? I thought extortion had to do more with like this, like, hey, Chris Stanley, uh, make sure that you do get me a sandwich today, or maybe something happened to your desk. Right. They're tied together, but they're not. I, I mean, they're I not the exact same thing. <laughs> All right, but but it's relate. They're related to each other. Is why cousins. They're, they're first cousins once removed. Exactly. Um, well, you as a proud person in New Jersey. Um, were you surprised to hear that Chris Christie has gone out of his way to save the president? Because first they fired the coach, then they fired the assistant coach, and then the people started going, you know, why is the president even still there? And Chris Christie finally said, fuck this, I talked to Notre Dame, and they told me this has got to stop now. The only thing that I like about this, and it's a very small thing, is that it kind of shows that Chris Christie is not, doing shit for political reasons he's kind of you know the jersey loves her chris christie he wants to do he's the one that stopped the hurricane from coming yeah but he's you know anyone else would say i'm you know i've got this highest ranking in history you know i'm not going to fuck with it i'm not going to do anything that's going to make people realize oh wait we hated him before and uh i think this is one of those things so i guess he has integrity so you had said the easy political thing would have been to say and let's keep firing people could have easily stayed out of this altogether. I did not even realize that the governor was like, had something to do with Rutgers because it's a state college. Oh, shit. Yeah, it is a state college. But uh, I don't think he had, I, I don't, I think he could have gotten out of this quietly without getting too involved. So, you know, I guess, I guess that's a good thing that he's not just a, a political um, vote chaser. I hope this whole thing doesn't drag him down. I think it's it's going to remind people that that a lot of people that they used to dislike him. You know, for a while he had almost a hundred percent approval. It's going to remind some people. Oh yeah, I couldn't stand this guy before that whole. The last uh, approval rating was one hundred and three percent. That there are people coming in from Pennsylvania, and even as far away as West Virginia, to say we like Chris Christie. He stopped the hurricane. Can't last forever. I think it will. When a man stands on the beach and blows a hurricane back, that's fucking impressive. Epic. That's what I want in a governor. He is a blowhard. But it did this actually remind Blowhard could play him in the movie. Used to hate him. <laughs> yeah, a lot of, like even Bruce used to hate him and now Bruce loves him. That's he it. might be playing bass on the next door. What? Did he stop ignoring him? And here's another New Jersey uh thing that uh, Chris Stanley missed out on is that Bon Jovi broke up with his guitar player on the last tour. Oh, uh... Satriani? No, not sure Satriani <laughs> never played with fucking Bon Jovi. Well, I'm getting things confused here. So you just went to Satriani to see if he played? No! He <laughs> never played with Bon Jovi. Why did I think that? <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't you go to Bon Jovi first? Well, Instead of Joe Satriani's website. Oh, Richie Sambora. Yeah. yeah I get close. those two mixed up. You know why? Because you're an Italian racist. 
Oh, uh, being in Europe, the Italians from Europe, swarmiest of all the European people. I'm telling you that right What now. do you mean swarmiest? You mean smarmiest? Smar- yes, yeah, smar- smar- <laughs> swarmiest. Or were they just swarming people? <laughs> swarmiest. Yeah, like wasp or swarmiest. Okay, all right, yeah, I totally fucked that up. So what do you mean by smarmy? Well, they were like very greasy, and I saw almost a couple of rapes go down, where these guys were just basically harassed. These women were taking it well, but they were almost raping them. Did you try to save anyone from being raped? The still girl had a smile on her face, but she definitely didn't want to be with the dude or whatever. Look, if she had a smile on her face, it's not rape. <laughs> I said that's why I said almost rapes. I was in the fucking basement of a weird bar. There is so many people surprised that you made it back okay. <laughs> Including Dave was texting me, I can't believe it, he made it through customs. <laughs> customs a giant pain in the ass. Come on, well just let us through. Why what's the name with the fucking giant line? Nine eleven. You try to come in here and hurt the 9-11s. Uh, cocks. <sighs> All right, thanks, HTG. All right, you got it. You know everything there is to know about blackmail. Well, some things. Everything. <laughs> the smartest blackmail person ever. <laughs> so it seems like blackmail could be repealed. It's not illegal. No, I think that the point came up that it could never stop. That's the biggest problem with it. It's You can't ever guarantee that it'll be a one-off. And now I see the problem. Now, finally, I get it. But to me, there's only one way to deal. If someone says, if you don't do this, I'll tell. Just You got to say this, then tell. Do it. I'm not fucking giving you anything. Come on, motherfucker, bring it. Here's my phone. Give her a call. <laughs> I want to see your face when she says, fuck you. You ain't getting paid, son. So, yeah, the Rutgers story was the big story. Everybody's mad at the coach. Because he just got fucking nuts in practice. He threw basketballs at people. He threw basketballs at people. He grabbed people. He's a maniac. He's yelling slurs. And this, this athletic director. Oh, okay, I found it. Okay. Yeah. You fucking fairy. You're a fucking git. And this athletic director and this president cover for him for months. The only reason this guy's out is because the video got leaked. This would have hmm. just kept going on. Yeah. Well, it's probably going on in, I'd say, a lot of other coaching. Well, not today, it's not. Oh, we, uh... I was like, uh... <laughs> Well, before this, then. This guy's got no... And, fortunately, he'll never get hired again. Because if you watched his press conference, he just doesn't get it. He doesn't see what he did anything wrong. He knows he's embarrassed his family and the family dog, but he doesn't, you know, think he's done anything wrong by chucking basketballs at people's heads and screaming at them and abusing them physically and verbally. Well, you're in the majority. The dude got fired. And Chris Christie's making a big mistake by covering up for this president because this president was in on it, too. You think? Yeah, they fired the they fired the guy who put it all out there. Who whistle blew. They fired that guy for reporting abuse. I've, I'm sure that went through the president's office. Well, I think he's a new president. 
Okay, but I. Okay. <coughs> but this still went back to November. I don't know all the details. I know they fired a bunch of people, and if it happens, the president and he could get fired. This just reminds me of that that year when I was eight years old and I tried to play football. We had that maniac coach, and made me never ever want to try sports again. Just a complete asshole to kids, and that's all this guy is. Maybe they're older kids, but he's still a complete asshole. If I were president of college, I'd hire this guy. But a lot of good publicity for the school. Like, look, he's turned around. We're gonna re. We're gonna re- we do. I mean, we can't. We, you know, someday maybe they'll give the guy another chance. If Somewhere. I, if I had a kid, I, I would never want him playing in, uh, sports because who knows? At any sport? Ca- no, because you never know what kind of maniac is out there like this guy. This really, really bothered me. Uh, you're not alone, Fez. Everybody, you know, was pissed off at the guy. For, I, I, I just want to say, what is wrong with these fucking kids? Why do you let somebody hit you? Why don't you fucking swing back? I hate to use the word pussy, but I don't want us to call him. Maybe he was right when he was calling them fairies and other and the other f word. Because he no, knew he, he get, wasn't right. Well, maybe he knew he could get away with it. They weren't going to give him any he, shit. He back. wasn't right, but he wasn't a hundred percent wrong. Because <laughs> somebody should have fucking but I mean, you're six six. That guy's fucking five ten. Give him a fucking smack. Um, here's uh, time you're on the Fez show. Time we got him. No. Then you're on the air, dude. Oh, it's me? Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear the old traditional click-on sound. All right. Okay. Uh, Fez, I'm going to use a bad word here, so forgive me. I just heard uh, Chris Stanley use a new phrase that I'm not familiar with. Instead of using the word faggot, he called those guys gits. Is that something he picked up in Estonia? That's actually not a bad uh, thing, because it sounds good, and like gets could feel like... Gets AIDS, gets fucking cock. Mm-hmm. Gets all them dicks. Like we say in Budapest, dog. And what's this fucking Estonia? Who goes to Estonia? Fred Flintstone. <laughs> right now it sounds fine until it catches on nationwide and then everyone keeps using it as a negative. What is it? Well, if it sounds good right now, Fez, let's use it as a way of everybody being happy. Well, it doesn't sound good. I mean, it doesn't sound as bad as the first part of the word. All right, well, we'll just say gets. Gets. Goddamn gets. Round them all. <laughs> say it's already bad. All right, say that part. Or you went the wrong direction. <laughs> it took that long. So you uh, take, instead of just saying this like the rest of us and saying that this uh, loser got fucking fired, you now take it personal and you're rocked to your core. And remember when you were eight years old, you couldn't play sports and you got yelled at, I guess? Oh, yeah. Then there was the constant running of laps, you know, because you <laughs> fucked what, something up. That's, but that's, what that's you, torture. That is a torture. You got to run so you fucking get stronger for the game. Someone coming along, smacking you on the helmet, kicking you in the ass. Who kicked you in the ass? There was a coach that we had on this team when I was eight years old. I'm fairly sure that he's taken a story from me. Oh, no. And I could tell you the guy's name, and he died later, and we all fucking had a good laugh about it. But he used to make us touch our toes and kick us in the ass. But again, I never took it quite so personal. I just thought he was a dick. 
But they don't do that with kids anymore. It doesn't happen. So now you've got a whole anger towards college sports. Yeah, yeah, I am ready. This made me ready to just be given up on college sports, including college football, which I always love. You're not going to play anymore? Well, I never played, but watching them. You're not going to watch college sports anymore? No, I'm done with college sports. Between the way that fucking University of Notre Dame handled the Manti Teo thing, I thought was ridiculous. And that's a team I have always rooted for. And now this. For sure, because you're Irish and Catholic. Wait, you're neither. No, I'm Scottish and Lutheran. So what? what is the proclamation that you're making today? I'm done with college sport. I won't be watching that national championship game tonight. Oh, come you on. don't watch any of the other games. You don't watch any sport but football. And football is six months away. And... We went through this with you before with movies, and you end up sneak watching. You, I have no interest anymore. You died twice. Yeah, because it's not football season. It's the only thing you've ever watched is college football. And I watch that constantly. This this college sports now just makes me sick. That this guy can get away with that. When you said you uh, you you know that didn't happen with like little kid coaches anymore, I wouldn't think this would be happening. Anymore, where someone could just chuck a basketball at someone's head when they're standing right next to them. That that's that that's uh, any form of uh, acceptable coaching. And Chris Stanley's right, where it's I'm sure it's happening in schools across the country. Uh, here's Jim. You're on the Run of Fez show. I'm never right, really. Hey Fez, you know I remember a show where you just flat out. Threatened, abused an intern, treated him like dirt, and you sit there like some sanctimonious little preacher. Yes, I do. But he is right. Like uh, when we did that uh, April's Fools thing with that bit that we put in the middle. So I'm like, oh, I want to definitely hear that. And so I just start listening to the show, and me and Fez were so abusive to fucking Earl <laughs> that it. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh my god, I hate this fucking show. I hate these two guys. That's we had Earl just like he was like literally fainting the night before from stress and we just fucking mocked him out and fucked with him for it. I'm like, God, that's awful. No. I, I don't even like this show. I'm, then it made me judge the listeners. I'm like, what kind of dick listens to this shit? Hey, by the way, Amy Schumer uh, coming up in the... <laughs> Another Fez Instant Replay Classic. Tuesday, April 16th, Unmasked with Amy Schumer, 10 a.m. right here in the Fishbowl at Sirius XM. It's going to be champagne. It's going to be omelets with an omelet station. Oh, yes. And it's going to be crystal meth. Eat before you do the crystal meth because you're going to lose your appetite. I don't. That's fucking crazy. I know. <laughs> I'll eat this right through it. Doesn't bother me. <laughs> Um, but Fez, here's what I don't get. No, I nobody, no thinking person would come out on the side of this coach. So that didn't happen. There hasn't been a single news report that didn't agree with you. But why do you have to take it so much farther? It's just it just affected me that personally. Why? I just I I think it's unacceptable, and I don't want any part of it now. But that's why the guy got fired. 
And now they're trying to protect the president who covered up for this. I think it's still being looked into. So we don't know whether the guy's guilty or not. And this guy's not going to change. He sits there with his uh, half-hearted apology, acting like he's trying to make himself cry. That video was on the iBang. But what can you do? The guy got fired, the guy got fired. I mean, he, he took the fucking heat for what he did. He threw basketballs at people. It's just a long-standing abuse of these college athletes. They're not pros. They didn't sign up to get paid for this. Look, They're I, trying to get an education and maybe a shot at the pros. See, it's, see, I go just the opposite. I think the real fucking abuse uh, story came from that Florida Gulf Coast fucking thing, where that team, they win their two games, and suddenly everybody's paying attention to them, right? Yeah. Their coach signs a deal with USC, $6 million. In the meantime, those kids who won the game get nothing. He's already gone from the coach? Yeah, he's done. He's, he's at there. USC. For $6 million fucking dollars for fucking winning two games? Holy yes. shit. That's fucked up. And they don't have any money for those fucking kids. That I have a bigger fucking. I think that's more rampant in college sports than this other shit about kids getting beat up. Well, they get free copies of Atlas Shrugged in their economics class at Florida Gulf Coast, Coast University. No one ever finishes that book. Everyone starts it. Well, the the movie is still coming out. Like, there's like part three is coming out soon. They made like the movie like, a couple of years ago that someone they found, found backers to make Atlas Shrugged the fucking. Film. I think the movie was growing chapters as I was reading it. <laughs> that sucks. He should have stayed. He should have fucking went for another fucking run. Um, James, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, Fez. Welcome back, Pepper. I'm Thanks. glad they didn't keep you, man. Hey, Ronnie, our Fez, I want to know, how do you motivate a kid? You know, and I'm kind of on your side here. I want to know, how do you motivate a kid who can't be fired or paid? And this is going on everywhere, like Pepper said, man. I mean, who hasn't been coached sort of in this style? I mean... Um, You would motivate a kid by, you know, uh, you get playing time if you fucking practice well and you don't get playing time. If you don't... First of all, I don't think you can motivate anybody by fucking throwing shit. And anyone who fucking is in charge of teaching people how to behave... And part of what you're doing is allowing yourself to be treated like that... That's fucking bullshit. If you really want to fucking treat these people to be men, you treat them that if somebody fucking grabs you like that, you fucking knock their shit out. Particularly if you're six foot fucking six. You're not a fucking pussy. So you're not, you're now not making men. You're making fucking pussies. You know? But they were, they were doing this in high school in, in a sense. You know, I mean, you couldn't kick your coach's ass back then. You know, and that's where you that's where you grow up. Then you you're a fucking up, cunt. If you sit around and let someone fucking manhandle you, you're a fucking pussy, you're a bitch, and you fucking deserve that. You deserve to be fucking treated that way if you allow yourself to be treated that way. The only way that you can the only deal that you can have with the rest of the universe is I'm not putting up with that shit. That's all you got. You don't have anything else. I'm not going to fucking put up with that shit. 
And when you do fucking put up with it, then you fucking deserve it. That's it. So that's what I don't get about these fucking kids. Why they fucking, why they allow it to happen. They're bigger than that fucking guy. They should have fucking jumped the shit out of him. And whipped his fucking ass. Um, or else, I can't imagine these kids have fucking parents and their parents saying, yeah, you, sh- you are a fairy and you should have got hit with the ball. <laughs> Fuck you and your stupid fucking Rutgers. They had the Wayne tradition of Rutgers. I mean, to- that... That's blackmail. That's I mean, because that's a kid who, if he did that, is going to lose his scholarship How or get he? kicked out of school. How would he? You've got the tape right here. You got fucking attacked. You got fucking attacked. If you don't fucking like it, you fucking call the police and say this fucking guy was grabbing my throat and fucking hitting me. But why do they? Uh, uh, why did they ever fucking put up with it? Um. I don't get it. I just don't fucking get it at all. So, uh, Hicks, how many uh, weeks do you think Fez goes before he starts watching college football? Same as uh, <clears throat> movies? From the start, he won't watch the first weekend. He'll, he'll jump in the second weekend, but won't tell us. This is your problem, Fez. You can't make these proclamations and then anyone will believe you anymore. Well, I unfortunately, if people don't believe me, <laughs> I can't help that, but I am you done. Could've, you could have d- helped it. By being a fucking man of your word. We found out that you didn't watch all those fucking movies that you did. It seemed like 90 movies when he said he wouldn't watch movies. <laughs> more movies than I have. Now, I would actually be saying this. Fuck you. I'm not watching movies anymore then. I'll reprove it. Not, oh no, I am watching movies now. Because he said he gave up movies forever. Because of the regular, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so even now, he's going out to movies. He probably saw uh, Evil Dead last night. Oh. Uh, Bob, you're on the Running Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Um, the only I agree with you about the bullying with the coaches, but what about the military? Do you find that um, it's used well that way? You know, where a Marine sergeant is beating up his guys and, you know, telling them to dog shit just to motivate them? Or... No, he's not allowed to beat them up. He's that, not allowed that's... to physically put hands on them, and he, can't, he certainly can't call them a get. These guys would be out. I don't know, you know, this isn't the fucking 1950s or whenever that shit used to happen. Um, we've, uh, as they've said, moved on. It's different now, dog. Everyone's got a guy, everything's on goddamn camera. So even if you want to, even if it's accepted wherever, if the wrong person sees it, and they'll see it's accepted, you're, you're fucked. And That's then, the world we live in. Then those kids aren't the gets, you're the get. And you just got. Is your biggest thing, Fez, the uh, sexual slurs? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought so. I hate, I hate the physical <clears throat> abuse. Checking a basketball at someone's head, ridiculous. But, yeah, the slurs above everything. Uh, see, here's the thing. I don't understand why you weren't just, like, good... Everything uh, that was supposed to happen, happened. I'm happy. Well, I'm thrilled that he's out of there. I, I'm sick really that thrilled? They... I didn't feel that way either. 
I just felt like this is something that happened in the news. Hey, uh, Ken Shane wrote to me to say thanks for Mr. Selfridge. He's totally hooked. It's not the kind of thing I would normally gravitate to. I didn't even really want to watch it to begin with. I watched it because I had to and then ended up watching all ten. Mr. Selfridge sounds like he's the fucking man. Selfridge City! Did he write that song? Uh, Shrekalove said, sounds like um, Pepper needs a vacation from his vacation. <laughs> well, you are a little tired today and crazy. <laughs> feel like everything feels weird back here, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. I was fucking sleep. I like, got home and was sleeping at weird times, and just the fucking, I guess the jet lag shit's fucking hitting me. I don't know. Yeah, jet lag's weird. It's really strange. Why don't you take your shoes off My and shoes are make off. fists <laughs> in the carpeting with your feet, and then hopefully there won't be an attack. Oh, my God. This is a fucking lowered ceiling, so hopefully no Germans come up here. Hmm. All right, here is... Well, here's a quick question that gets in, in to us just now from William Lewis. Oh. We may or may not want to put this up, but I'm just going to read it now. The only topic I've ever lost a friend over is politics. Why is this such a big deal? Why do we place more value on tax codes and gay marriage than on any other aspects of our lives? Love the show. And it's great to hear you back. See, I don't know. Um, I kind of like to argue with my friends, so I don't have a problem with it. What's well, the two things? See, politics and religion are two things you shouldn't bring up. That, that's like how the fucking saying goes. But that'll fucking make people get real pissed. And they say shit sizes. You should never sit around and discuss <laughs> the size of your shit. It's fucking huge. Do you have a problem if you discuss uh, politics with friends? Uh, no. I, I have friends who are really out there. I have friends who are like fucking hardcore libertarian. I think it's fun. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And actually, I learn more probably from the libertarian people than anyone else. I, by the way, you never run into anyone who's a socialist or a communist. And I brought this up on this show before. I think Democrats and Republicans agree on about 90-some percent of it. It's almost like if you found out there were two major uh, religions, Catholic and Protestant. Yeah, you can find things to bitch about, but really you're on the same side. At the end of the day. I also have friends that are really conservative. Who I, th I, think, I think personally, it's, how can you be that way? But, you know, they're still my friends. But are they conservative about any... Uh, what things are they conservative about? Abortion. Like, they're like, like hardcore pro-life. They think I'm fucking insane to fucking... It doesn't surprise you that you run into people who have never thought about it or can't get beyond that one thing. I'm, I'm never surprised when I run into people that are pro-life. I mean, being from New York, I think mo and most of the people I've hung out with are yeah. are going to be fucking liberal or at the very least pro-abortion. Since they're fucking, right. they don't want. But to I know a care. lot of conservatives that are pro-abortion. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, um, mm, as a matter of fact, most of my conservative friends, because I don't really have a lot of religious conservative friends, 
not based on on the religious views, but normally once you are, if you're religious enough to be kind of driven by it, you don't normally hang out in the same circles I do. You know what I mean? Like if you're a religious conservative. But I know plenty of people who are like financially conservative. I guess that's a smart way to be, right? If you have enough cash, I have Well, no it depends idea. on, you know, what you think overall with the country. There's uh, Margaret Thatcher. Came in so late, we didn't have a chance to get her up on the iBank today. It's Iron Lady. Then they found out, though, testing. Yeah. Just flesh and bone. There was no iron in there whatsoever, so that was all a lie. Those Brits are a bunch of lying fucking gets. Here's the thing. I'm glad she lived long enough to get the Academy Award. She deserved it. That was... That wasn't her. Yeah, I saw her in it. Margaret Thatcher and the Margaret Thatcher story. No, that was the Iron Lady. Yeah. You're trying to think of what her name was. She was so tired. You can't think of Meryl Streep. Meryl the most Streep, famous, Meryl Streep. The most famous fucking actor in history. Meryl Streep is one of the, Not her. Fez is not going to watch any more movies or college sports. What are you going to watch Or then? read comic books. What are you going to... What's good? How do you fill the time? He just does it anyway. Oh. He lies. College sports has disgusted me in the past six months. I've always thought they fucking sucked. <laughs> they just blow. <laughs> They're fucked up. They're just not good enough. That's why they don't make the pros. Fucking Brick City out in every one of these fucking games. Just every, one missed three after another. Um, yeah, I don't mind anybody talking about, I, and by the way, I love to, to talk about religion. I'm trying to think, is there things I think you shouldn't bring up with friends? I will say, like, the first thing that always alarmed me, like, when I was growing up, is, like, I couldn't understand people rooting for, uh, teams other than the Philadelphia teams. Fuck like, you really? Like, Pittsburgh? You're a fucking Pirates fan? But aren't they a bunch of scumbags? <laughs> Mets? Oh. Uh, the Met, whatever. <laughs> it's actually, it's kind of fun to see a Mets fan because they're really depressed about it here in New York. It's yeah. just, it's, and I could bust their balls about it, but they already know. Right. It's, 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 but it, I, it's also good to see because they're so bad, but good. They're, they're still a fan of it. They're still fucking hanging in there. That's the great thing about actual things like that. You're like, we suck, and I'm wearing the hat. <laughs> uh, Brett, you're on the Run of Fez show. All right, let me get this straight. So Fez is going to watch zero movies, zero sports, and he's not going to have sex. He's cutting all the fun out of life. Well, he's also he's not doing any prep, so he's going for the full thing here. I'm also thinking, how often do I take a news thing personally? Like when I saw this thing, I said, "That guy's a dick." Hey, why didn't those coaches do any? Why didn't the other coach do anything? Oh yeah, he's this fucking mini me pussy. If it's Bloomberg and sometimes do it in New York City, I'll get because it, it'll actually affect my life. Then I'll be like, like the sugar, like when the soda band first came out on like the fucking front page of the New York Post. I was like, what the fuck is this shit? This is bullshit. Fuck How you. long is the last time you had a giant soda though? 
when the band was coming up, I actually went to the movies and I got one. This is like, hey. Yeah, but then they don't even fit in the cup thing, so that's why I'm saying don't floor. give me a giant. I don't like to keep it down on the floor down like that. It's nasty. Yeah. It's nasty down there. It's filthy. Whatever. I want a lot of cherry Coke. So would you order cherry Coke? Yeah, cherry Coke. Mmm. It's delicious. It gives you the cherryness where you like the Coke flavor and a little Coke to fucking tang up your cherryness. Hell yeah, it's all cold. It's awesome. That's something they don't have over there. How was the food in Budapest? It was actually really good. It was a bunch of like fucking like pork and goulash and, and fucking potatoes. It was really, it was really good. A lot of soups. They love soups over there. Constantly fucking. Do you ever have to say this to them? Enough with the soups. I like a little solid food, please. At the end of it, I was like, Jesus Christ, everything's just fucking soup. I, I can start my meal with something else besides the soup. I know the goulash. Goulash is good, yeah. There's a lot of paprika in it. Yeah, right. It's delicious. What do you call that? Paprika? What? Paprika? You call paprika? Yeah, paprika. It's, <laughs> it's not how it's fucking... Paprika is the stuff you have before paprika. Oh. Paprika. Oh, wow. Um, could you smoke in a bar over there? Uh, there was there was actually a smoking ban, but they let people smoke. They didn't give a fuck. That was nice. Smoking in a bar like a fucking human being. Um, here's James, you're on the Running Fest show. Uh, gentlemen, I believe that you guys are watching the wrong sport, and I believe that college wrestling is a sport that you want to watch, because nothing's better than a little bit of man-on-man action, you know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, whoa! <laughs> well, that sounded just bizarre, and there's no chair shots in college wrestling. Guys sound like a gut, if you ask me. He's a double get. Let's get him get. Filling all the holes. Last night was the uh, big WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. I didn't watch it. Hogan won. What? He was fucking at WrestleMania this year? He slammed the giant. Oh, I think You'd think Vince would have fucking no idea besides that. It happened fucking 20 years ago. Did Sam say? Did anybody say it? Uh, yes, I think Sam was there. Uh, Opie nice. and Jimmy went. I saw it last night. I was watching some of it. Oh, that answers a lot of questions. Well, did they all enjoy it? Uh, they seemed to love it out at MetLife Stadium. I watched it at home and couldn't stand it. I thought it was dull. I thought the matches were slow. I thought everything was really predictable. So does that make you look down on Sam now? Yeah, it, yeah, it did because I'm thinking what uh, you got caught up in the pyrotechnics of being at MetLife Stadium. You didn't actually see these matches for what they were worth. I am a real American. Being there is a lot different. I saw one at the Barclays Center, and I didn't know shit about anything that was going on. I was like, oh, "This is pretty cool," but also I was fucking pissed drunk. Is that every story you have? <laughs> it happened. That part's usually yeah. Yeah, I could I could see that that when you go to a place and fireworks are exploding and everybody's going crazy and they're yelling at somebody and they got signs. I wish Vince would bring back the Rip character instead of Hogan and have Rip come back, like from No Holds Bar the movie, and have him fight. And do that little thing, that right Rip that. it sign. Rip him, yeah. That would fuck with people's heads. I can't believe the Undertaker's still there. How old's he now? Fifty. I thought he was going to lose. Didn't he have like a hip operation or some shit? He only wrestles once a year now at WrestleMania. Has he ever lost the WrestleMania? No, he's 21 and 0 now. He beat CM Punk last night. Bullshit. 
Why is it bullshit? CM Punk should have fucking gotten the win. Hey, just whatever happens, happens. You got to win in the ring. <laughs> and Hogan might as well have won again last night because John Cena did. I don't know what you mean by that. Well, because it's, uh, of course, John Cena's going to win. It's so predictable that, with him. Would you have gotten that at all, Hicks? I can honestly tell you, I don't know who John Cena is. Let me see him. See if I even recognize him. Oh, yeah, he was on Buckwild. No, it's different. Oh. It's different. John Cena died. Oh, wait, I do. I have seen him before. I think he was in a movie, right? Yeah, he's been in a couple of them. He was in, like, the Marine or something. Yeah, it was on cable. But WWE doesn't even, aren't even, isn't even putting people, like wrestlers in movies anymore. Now they're just producing movies. Yeah, I forget the last thing I saw. With, um, with Terrence Howard. Oh, God, that thing was a fucking nightmare. Did that even ever come out? Yeah, that came out. It's awful. And now they're and the next one they're coming out with is, is the Halle Berry movie where she's a fucking 911 operator and she has to like run out and save someone. You know, I was going to say, has anyone's career fallen as bad as Terrence Howard's? And then you bring up Halle Berry. <laughs> what happened to those guys? They used to get the best scripts and now they're just like... She's got a fucking Oscar. Hmm. What? What? She does. She has an Oscar. I know she does technically have an Oscar. <laughs> yeah, she won it. She was the best actress that year. She got it. I don't know if she won it. She won the way Cena won last night. <laughs> Just handed to him. See, as you say this stuff, like Hicks and I know, you're like, of course, John Cena. And I'm like, what do you mean, of course? I know CM Punk is, Fez. That's about it. I don't know who he is. He, uh, he's like Who a, else is big? I know it's because he's like straight edge and uh, he talked a bunch of shit like two years ago about like Vince. The you other, mean he's straight edge? He, he doesn't drink? He doesn't drink or get fucked up, right? Why not? Right. I don't know. That's one thing I don't like about him. Was that a Pepsi thing on his shoulder? Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know why he has a Pepsi tattoo. <laughs> it's a new generation. Straight edge. <laughs> I guess it's because he only drinks soda. I don't think that makes you straight edge. I think you're hopped up on sugar and corn syrup. Yeah, he could get some tea or some, you know, water. And Brock Lesnar and Triple H were back last night for a rematch. Where Triple H won that one. Saved his career. Uh, you definitely give us the facts, Fez, but I'm not getting the color of this whole situation. Right, so Triple H... Was, was going to retire if he if he didn't win. If, if he's he, back to playing Hunter Hearst Helmsley, and he's coming. Out, <laughs> he's coming out like he's a real Connecticut blue blood. It would have been an improvement from last night. You're if, a negative Nelly. I am. The matches were just so damn slow, and there was no surprises, no heel turns, no swerves. Maybe slick? that is a swerve for you. Was slick there? Look who it is, Hard Rock Johnny. Johnny. Hello, boys. I missed you last week. Mm. Well, mind if we take a little time for ourselves? No, it was nice. I mean, it's well deserved as well. Uh, also, but I don't know. I walked by the Hard Rock in Budapest. They were fucking. Right. They were very fucking. You should have called, and then we could all went over with Earl and fucking waved. <laughs> Johnny, I want you to know something. Uh, Earl was pitching somebody else how great it is to work at Hard Rock mm. and that that person should try it, even though they had some misspellings in their resume. Mm. And I'm like, Earl loves it there. He does, and the per I know who he was pitching because I got a call from that person. Mm. 
I don't know how it worked out yet, but uh, the interesting, I guess. Can always use some new personalities around here. Forgot that happened. <laughs> of course you did. You were drunk. <laughs> Most sober when it was going down. So, Johnny, did you call about wrestling or something else? No, no, wrestling. Yeah, I was there last night. I went to go see the spectacle that was WrestleMania. Did you love it? Did you have fun? I, you know what? I, I didn't care much about the matches. It was just kind of a cool thing to be at. You know, it was mm-hmm. one of those... You know, I left 15 minutes from my house. I'm like, you know, something like that. I got a couple of, managed to get a couple of free tickets. And I was like, all right, let's go. And it was, uh, it was fun. You know, it was, we got there really early because we figured there was going to be a lot of traffic. And there was no traffic. And we parked. And we started walking around the parking lot. And that was really where the fun was. Um, I've never seen a collection of people like this in my entire life i mean more people there was you know guys dressed as a hulk hogan walking around my favorite guy wasn't i i got a, a picture from far away of it opie had a closer shot it must have been about a 400 pound man dressed up in the saffy um the, the black and yellow polka dot american dream outfit <laughs> he was my favorite guy there um, but well, that goes just, back like 25 years. <laughs> yeah, no, that was, that was like, and it was him. And I saw them from a distance. There was a guy dressed as Sergeant Slaughter. Like, there was like a group of like six of them all dressed up as old wrestlers. And it was But that'd be like going to a fun. fucking Giants game and someone's dressed as Frank Gifford. I mean, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you know, those characters are timeless, though. People were actually stopping them. I was watching them go across the floor, and people were stopping them and just taking pictures Dude, constantly with them. they are not timeless. They are of a fucking time. <laughs> to, I think to most wrestling fans, they're timeless. That's what I'm saying. Not to maybe the average person, but to a wrestling fan, they are timeless. As their knees, if they're timeless. No, they all hurt. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was definitely. You know, it was. It was a cool event. I mean, I, I, was it a great night of sports entertainment? It was. I think you know they had a. I mean, it was an amazing set. They had this huge, you know, roof up over the... Yeah, I saw it on the iBang, and it looked like something that the Stones would use. Yeah, yeah, I was just waiting for the Statue of Liberty to start moving around a little bit. (laughs) Um, You know, but that thing they had on the iBang with Vince, he's like, the Brooklyn Bridge! Like, you can't just say the Brooklyn Bridge. (laughs) And then then he has to end it with, how you like them apples? Like, you know, can can anything be just... The the funniest thing is Fez tried to tell us last week that not only is Vince one of the best guys on the stick of all time, he had Vince as one of the best wrestlers, a top five wrestler who ever lived. Vince Vince would have been better in a match last night than anyone they put out there. Oh, come on. Come on, Absolutely. No I way. saw him versus fucking Stone Cold like 10 years ago. It was fucking awful. It was like a fucking... It ran around the goddamn stadium. They awful. had a match last night where the crowd starts booing because it's so boring. A WrestleMania about, match? They had about seven of those, actually. There was a <laughs> lot of boring chants throughout the night because, you know, they're trying to fill up... A, I, I think part of it is they're filling up a void that starts at 7 and goes till 11. That's a long time to be... At anything and having breaks and so many matches. Fez forgets this. It used to happen 25 years ago, too. And I remember in the old days, if they would come in and they were shooting TV, they would shoot like weeks while you sat there. So you would see the Saturday shows for the entire month. That's nuts. 
and you were seeing jobber fight after jobber fight <laughs> and interviews of matches that hadn't taken place that the guy would then come back and say that it did take place. They didn't even fucking care about the kayfabe. It, I'm telling you, it was a... It, you know what's got to be the worst feeling is they had, you know, they had one dark match. And the guy who was in the dark match was headlining two years ago at WrestleMania. He fought Cena, and now he's... The Miz, he was a dark match. Could you imagine having to be the dark match after headlining two years ago? Like, what did you do to... You must have said something wrong to Yeah, it seems like, like abuse. Like that, you know? And then they dropped one whole match. There was an entire match that just got dropped. Yeah, like you, on the back. you talk yeah. about trying to fill up four hours. They actually ran so long, they had to drop one of the matches off the card. Yeah, then they sold all these shirts and programs that have these this match on it, and it never even happened. Like, it's like pay no attention to the Tensai tag team match that didn't happen. Don't worry about it. And the dark match was for the Intercontinental title. Put that on the WrestleMania, Bill. Well, no one gives a shit about that title anymore, huh? No, never since Pedro Colon lost it way back. It's definitely not not important. Pedro Morales. Oh, Morales. Sorry, Fez. Look at Fez jumping all over me. There's a video of Vince throwing turnbuckles at fucking John Cena's head, calling him a get. <laughs> He's going to get fucking fired. Now, is the Intercontinental Champion still hunky-tonk, man? <laughs> I wish. Fez, you're I did negative about this. I was very negative about it. Going Sounds like someone's never going to watch wrestling again. <laughs> Are you giving it up, Fez? Well, no, they're in a transitional stage, and they need to do some things. What are they transitioning to and from? Giant success to more giant success. <laughs> They're in the middle of not knowing what to do with their superstars. Like who? What's and now this now post WrestleMania is the traditional. We start all new feuds. We start all new angles and gimmicks. So I want to see what happens there. Coming off of this WrestleMania that didn't change anything. But there was one. What about Big Show punching his two? tag team partners out at the end of the match. Everyone that, knew that was going to happen. They've been fighting all along in the setup to this match. Uh, I was kind of... I guess I didn't watch wrestling enough to know that. Because I was like, oh my God, he just punched his other guys in the face. What should have happened is Randy Orton should have turned on the other two good guys and gone back to being a heel. Didn't happen. Didn't even come close. You're a big Randy Orton fan, right, Fez? I like Randy Orton a lot, <laughs> yes. I, I remember that. <laughs> I would think that, I think the weirdest thing is that the guy who has the greatest heel heat is also the biggest baby face in the company. You know, it's just the constant Cena sucks, you know, go Cena chant. It's a very weird thing. I don't know how they handle that. It's because Cena sells too many different colored t-shirts. And they won't make Cena an actual heel, even though the crowd hates him and boos him. And then he'll go out and say, wow, it sounds like the crowd is kind of split on this tonight. When they're not split, they're all booing you. Uh, here's uh, Jason. You're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Fezzy. I'm curious about your thought process here. If the whole Rutgers situation has turned you off of all of college sports, how are you still watching wrestling after the Chris Benoit murder-suicide. That didn't have anything to do with wrestling. That was Chris oh. Benoit who went out and killed his wife and kid himself. It didn't happen yeah. in the ring. Yeah, after his brain was turned to mush after years in the ring. 
Yeah, but that's but that's also from doctors giving them way too many painkillers. That didn't all have to do with wrestling. You should stop seeing your doctor. Well, I need to see my doctor for heart pills. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, um, Jim Bama, you're on the Run Fez show. Hey, uh, Fezzy, why are you so upset about something that's predictable? Aren't you pretty much the most predictable person that anybody knows? These matches shouldn't have been that predictable. You throw in some heel turns. You throw in some swerves. You throw in some run-ins that we're not what, expecting. What about a heel turn in your life? Why don't you do something unpredictable right now and show Jim? Yeah. Some from... I could shave off of my mustache right now. Don't do that. People aren't expecting that. It's a great radio bit. Yeah. Could shave off half your mustache, Fez. I could shave half of it off, sure. That would be unpredictable. Go full Hitler. I was just going to say, maybe shave off. That wouldn't be particular, right? uh, predictable because I've already done Hitler. Mm. So are you doing it? Yeah, I'll do that. I'll shave it off right now. How about you shave your back for the show today? Well, we're halfway through the show. Oh, we haven't got enough time. So right now means what? If someone runs and gets the razors, I'll mm, do it. That's not fucking... I thought you brought your razors from home. I thought you have your uh, dollar razors. Johnny, it's good to talk to you, buddy. Ronnie, I'm going to send an email to Pepper. I hope he gets it and delivers it to you, because i got something for you this week to do. Something that you're going to enjoy. You know I, I get all your emails. One time, it fucking happened. Johnny. This is a big one. My email is ronandfezadayol.com. <laughs> That's true. I could just send Don't it there. fucking trust Pepper. No, send it through me, Johnny. Please. I am going to announce something, and I don't mean this in a bad way. Okay. Pepper's a cock. Who cock blocked everything that he can for me? Never. That's crazy. By the way, talk. I know all these unmasked got fucking booked while you were gone. That's nice. You know who was on a fucking tangent? Who's that? Our man upstairs. Oh yeah. Bang bang! I call him fucking. I'm not gonna say his name. Let's say Cactus. Then his name. Spencer. It's Cactus Spence. <laughs> Did you forget his name because you were so tired? <laughs> it's like, I'm tired and I'm not. I feel fucking crazy. Um, well, half of his mustache is already gone. You are unpredictable. Here's the predictability of it. Nothing ever happens. Um, here's uh, Joe. You're on the Run of Fez show. Joe. Hey, Fez. You have ten chances to say freaking Dollar Shave Club. Anytime you could, and you didn't do it. What's your problem, Fez? Come on. It did not fit in the allotted 60 seconds. That's being unpredictable. The Well, no, you never work it into the texture of the show. It's always in its allotted 60 seconds. Um, George, you're on the run of Fez show. And by the way, how many times has he done the shave down stuff? How unpredictable is that? I'll shave my head. I'll take us out to dinner. Mm. I'll shave my head while we're out at dinner. That's gonna freak out the waitress. I'll rub my leg. Let's go to Bill's Burger, get some drinks, some burgers. Um. Oh man, you missed that, huh? Yeah, it fucking sounded fun as fuck. I felt really, yeah. I felt really bad. I was like, man, 
fucking fly. I really want to have a cheeseburger. I'm but, here. And that's when Earl went on again, bragging and bragging about the Hard Rock. Wow. The love oh, he has wow. for that place. And he says to me, you're actually a salesman there. <laughs> I go, are you? <laughs> really? Uh, George, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, boys? Hey, uh, hey, get don't you realize that uh, kids follow along with wrestling and it's not primarily meant for you? And uh, they got to somewhat keep some kind of storyline so that little minds can, can follow along? Does that, that cross your mind at all or no? No, not at all. Go watch some of the wrestling. You barely see a kid in the audience. Yeah, I barely think would... <laughs> I, know, I was a kid and I used to watch wrestling like religiously. You it don't think wrestling's for kids? No, I, I, I think it used to be, but I think they've tried to keep the same audience all the way along. There was, was definitely that, a lot of small minds there last night, though. Kids are not. It was definitely an interesting crowd. Retards. I didn't say that. You're the guy behind me was actually commentating on every match. He's like, oh, an Irish whip. I just wanted to turn around and choke. <laughs> I'm like, God. how come I sit behind that guy? I sit near that guy at every event. It doesn't matter what I, where I fucking go. I always sit next to the most annoying person that's there. Manning drops back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. Seriously, he was commentating every match. Along, and, like, if the announcer said something, he would immediately repeat it. He's like, and now, Triple H, and the guy's behind me all i hear is and now triple h it was like having a constant echo but it was just the idiot behind me why don't you start swinging on him johnny uh, oh that's right you're small now i'm small yeah you're, you're a tiny man i'm a very svelte fella <laughs> i don't uh, i can't really throw my weight around anymore i bet you're pretty easy to knock out now though huh I was easy to knock out when I was big. Remember when I got when I got knocked out at the freaking night of fights, and you guys had me fight some crazy motherfucker who I don't even know who he was. Yeah, some guy that we only met that night. He was a bruiser. He was a bruiser. <laughs> the only punch I landed that night was the one where I almost hit Fez. <laughs> there was really a lot of fucking fighters who turned out that night. We thought it would just be like fun guys, you know, like uh, to go into a yeah. fight. <laughs> It was crazy. The guy just came out swinging like he was like, I don't even know. He couldn't. He wasn't boxing. He was just throwing his hands. Yeah, they were fucking haymakers. Yeah, he was just exploding. He was landing everything on you. <laughs> Man, I got through the first round. The second round, I couldn't get up after you, this. You went round. down, though, the first round, right? I did. I went down once in the first round and then twice in the second. On the second time, I was like... Tapping out. I, I remember being like a little worried till I'm like, oh, that's not. Uh, this wasn't the spirit of this. <laughs> no, you see, I don't think you can get away with doing those anymore, can you? No, we couldn't even get away with it then. I know when we went down to D.C. and did it, they made us uh, hire the local boxing associations, and we had actual judges, and it was like this is no fucking fun. We had to have a doctor. We had to pay for what? that. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, it got ugly. Quick. But I had done those before where we used to have um, a guy who worked for me named Billy the Intern fighting women. And uh, he started fucking knocking women the fuck out. <laughs> I'll never forget, too. It's like when he first started, like we had him fight. Like It started with like, you're, a woman, you're, you're like a bitch and a woman could beat you up. So some fucking woman said she could beat him, and then we put together a, a gig. And then, you know, he, like, trained for it. And another woman wanted to fight him, he was training. 
So about five or six fights in this, this kid's fucking moving. And, just, you know, he looks like some young Navy fighter. You know what I mean? Like, he, a fucking like he could have been fighting on a fucking ship. So we're doing this gig, and this fucking girl comes in, and he fucking tags her. And she did one of those going down, and the arms are out, and nothing's moving. Oh, and I'll never forget because uh, Randy Savage was refing and shit, right? And um, he's like this. I don't know, brother. This don't look good, man. I don't think she's waking up. Seriously. I don't know what kind of insurance you have or whatever, but dude, your career is fucking definitely over, brother. I'm like, don't fucking... I don't know whether you're joking. I'm not joking. I've seen this. She's staying down. She's in a coma. It was fucking scary as shit. Dr. Randy Savage. He, this fuck, yeah, but when you're with somebody, they don't fucking move at all. You know, and like, you you're fucking. You're breathing, right? Yeah. Just... You're just like looking at her. And like, you're such an awful person, is all you care about is keeping your gig. <laughs> you don't care whether she lives, dies, or spends her life as a vegetable. You just want to keep on getting your fucking money. I don't know, dude. It's bad. You guys had someone leaving an answer. Whose idea was this? Yours? Because you're basically a murderer right now. <laughs> All right, John, we got to take a break. All right, Ronnie, I sent you an email. You let me know if you get it. I'm going to look at it right now. You could have sent it to me, Ronnie. Why? I'm, I'm refreshing my inbox. The Great Wall of Cock. <laughs> You can refresh your inbox all fucking day. You're not getting that email. You're a dick. You know that, Johnny? Why didn't you hook me up in fucking Hard Rock Budapest? You didn't call me. Mm. I would have. I would absolutely. I know people there. You didn't. You nice. didn't you, I don't know what it was about you. You wouldn't fucking deal with anybody who knew Budapest at all. I had a great time. By the way, while you were on vacation, the Iron Sheik's Twitter got even better because he's starting to use Vine. I suggest anyone who doesn't watch anything uh, if you don't follow the guy follow him and watch some of his vine videos from the weekend no the um the vine thing is that's like the six second videos yep yep iron chic six second videos the only thing i've seen so far that's funny is that guy from mad tv on that oh, he will was that's 11 thing yeah will sasso is fucking amazing yeah that was pretty funny um Let's see. You still your thing still doesn't come in. Let me, how did you sound? Regular mail? Is he really? <laughs> the guy will be there in a little while with it. See, he's fucking. He, he's bust my balls about that getting emails. Then he, he said it they had two days ago. He still haven't got what it. What did you just say? What did you just say? <laughs> I said, "What did you say?" Because all I heard from you was uh, 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 email. your email blows, John. That's what I'm fucking saying. But he's right. You do fucking just ramble. <laughs> yeah, <on>. I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kev Gret said last week's best of, including Fez acting like a genuine host, getting off lines, contributed to the show, was all around a different person. Uh, what was the exact turning point from the Fez we heard during the best of last week to the be Fez we hear now? I'll let Fezzy answer that one. Uh, well, I'm trying to think of when that was. I, that was pre-heart attack. Um... So that may be, that was pre coming out. Uh, just to, I mean, just to Ronnie. So there were some things there that were going on. So you felt better before you came out. 
Uh, no, because I was really fu- It's hard to tell because I was really fucked up throughout that time as well, too. When did the Long Dead Air thing start, though? Um, that, I really, I think, maybe the blueberry thing? Before that, no, it was way before that. No, <laughs> no, that was it's like fucking it. years before that. Yeah, that I can't pinpoint. Like, um, David Cross was in here today, right? Now, I only kind of know him, he didn't know what I was going to talk to him about, but I at no point saw him look confused. It just doesn't happen in life. Like, when I would stop talking, he would start talking. When he stopped talking, I would start talking. It was like a conversation. That's what you can expect. I always wonder, like, if someone came in and acted like Fez, what, what would I be thinking at the time? <laughs> this is nuts. Oh, by the way, the Amy Schumer unmasked. That's happening next Tuesday, a week from tomorrow, April 16th at 10 a.m. in the right. fishbowl. By the way, no email is this slow, Johnny. It's Ron and Fez at AOL.com. A N D Fez. Send it over to me, Johnny, huh? No. Because you're, no. you're, you're, you're. Come on. Come on, just give it to me. He could have fucking sent it by pony by now. Forward. I'm going to forward it to Chris Stanley now. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, my email's open right here. <laughs> All right. Slow down. Oh, now I can't find your email. Figures. Well, how's that figure? <laughs> well, the fact that you hasn't shown up to me. Yeah, you don't know who anyone's email is. <laughs> you don't know how to send anything to anybody. Um, I would love to get a Vine correspondent for the show. Somebody who is just really good at Vines. They're just they're like GIFs, but a video, right? There's, I don't know. Why do we have to make it even more difficult? Uh, Josh, you're on the Run of Fest show. Yeah, it was about 2007, 2008, whenever the, the lockup started up. Oh, you know what? I didn't realize that I did get his email a long time ago. I didn't know that you were the New York director as the that guy that showed me. up. Yeah, that's how it I had already on. spammed you. See? And now Chris Daly doesn't get the email. Oh! Come on, forward to me anyway. I just want to see. Just Ronnie, should I send it to him? No. What am I going to do with that? I just, I just want to forward to you, just so you know, to show that I got the emails and I can forward them on. And uh, somebody else writes, uh, this is me, Johnny. <laughs> They're not going to know exactly what I sent you. <laughs> I think I believe that other person, because they said that that was Johnny, and you didn't. Damn it. It's got my name at the bottom. My phone number. All right, if it was 2007, that was six years ago. It happened, I think, while I've been with the show, from sometime between the start of my internship. I mean, before that, Fez, I think, was better than he is now. I think it started when he got back from D.C. That long ago. Yeah, the thing is, he was like this, though, in in D.C. Some of it had started in D.C. Yeah, part of it was in D.C., yeah. The day that I really uh, got weird about it, and it was a Fez birthday uh, a few years ago. I know we were still at 57th Street, so I'm like, Fez, you take the stick. And all he said was, thank you to every caller. I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it. But they would say, happy birthday, Fez. And he would just say, thank you. I appreciate it. And went on for like a fucking three-hour show. 
And I remember sitting there going, I'm going to fucking stay quiet and see when he snaps out of this. That's weird. I think I remember that. You could probably go back and find it. Because um, I know we were playing um, while it was happening. I was playing boxes like um, that thing that you'll play on the airport where you try to make boxes. Like oh, when yeah. you're on an airplane. We used to do it in school. And I remember thinking, how long is it before he just just says stuff other than thank you, I appreciate it. And I'm going to outweigh him and it never fucking happened. And that's what I remember thinking. Oh, this is really weird. Uh, Mark in Virginia, you're on the Run of Fez show. Pardon me. The whole thing started in D.C. Would you never cut me any slack? Yeah, I know that Mikey D. still take. Um, so there's your spy report. And that Funicello passed away. Uh, too late on this one, Fez, or can you do it? Um, I'll try to get something up there. It's the try that makes me nervous. Why don't you get up something that'll just rip people's hearts out? Okay. Fez is writing it up now. Yeah, we're going to break. Johnny, talk to you later. All right, boys, see ya. And Johnny, one more thing. I'm sailing <laughs> away. Nice. Oh. Talk to you later, buddy. Later. <laughs> What was, the, what was the free drinks thing that I took you to Johnny's for? Oh, Jesus. That was... Um, Something crazy, right? I remember there was a band playing, a cover band playing. And oh, it was the, the Nerds or something, the, right? It was the Nerds. And also, it was, it was a totally open bar. And... Fuck. It was like a trade show almost or something? Yeah. It was also the first night of, fo- it was the first night of football when the Saints were playing. It was uh, Saints uh, Packers. It had to be two years ago then. Yeah, it was two years ago, yeah. You don't go to open bars anymore, right? You quit drinking during the week. Well, I know. I didn't quit huh? Didn't you say you're going to get a handle on it? Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> before, like the week or two before leaving for Budapest, yeah, I was like, someone's got to fucking just chill out because I was really fucking off, off the rails, getting fucked up a lot. But then, you know, vacation was, you know, getting whacked every day. But now, now it's fucking trying to clear this shit up. Your girlfriend told me that you lost your interest in sex, that your drinking has <laughs> become so big. <laughs> what? No. Everything's fine. I just, you know, I, I, you, sometimes you notice when, you fucking, when you're fucking being you're hungover all the time. It was a long winter. <laughs> oh, yeah. that it, it was the winter. And now it's spring. <laughs> Yeah, it feels good now. But it's it was fucking... a long, aggressive winter this year. It was very depressing. But now it's like 50 degrees. What do you out. got written so far, Fizz? Uh, nothing so far. Huh. We got to get out there because we got to beat everybody else to the punch. All my shows ended last night. Shameless. Oh, Californication. House of Lies. Game of Thrones started up. You can jump into that. Has it restarted? Yeah. I know the the... Tiny guy's been showing up everywhere. What do you Peter call Peter Dinklage. A little person. Tyrion Lannister on the show. Mm. I know. I saw Baby Dragon fucking commercials for it. Yeah, that was weird. I saw yeah. like it was like online. Was like, Made what? me laugh at you. <laughs> laugh at me? Why? Cause some, because I tease you about the dragons and shit. 
Those dragons are growing up. Uh, Joe, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, I know the uh, day that Fez stopped talking on the air. It's when he realized that the show doesn't have a rating system and he doesn't have to work anymore. Kind of brilliant. All right, what have you got so far, Fez? Uh, Annette Funicello, 1942 to 2013. That is beautiful. All right, we break. We'll be right back. It's the Ron Fez Show. The Ron and Fez Show on the Open Anthony Channel. Sirius XM. <laughs> You've been warned. Elvis Costello, artist of the day. It's the Ron and Fez show on a Monday. Back from uh, vacation. Just hanging out with you. Uh, so much stuff up uh, on the boxes while you were away, Chris. Um, some of them, the 42 is all uh, old rock posters, which are really, really cool. Oh, awesome. Um, of course, there's the director's poll. I can tell you. 51%, 49% last I checked. Scorsese and the Coens going at it. It, mm. sh it should be a fuck. It should be this close. And um, also one of the big stories that we're going, full frontal nudity with uh, Jennifer Aniston. What? Um, Jeremy Irons on uh, gay marriage. Um, the movie stars rocking is just fucking hysterical. This movie stars rocking. And, of course, Fez had his very special episodes. Which ones did you put up, Fez? Um, I didn't get that up there. Well, he did that for us a week before uh, when he came over to my house and everybody was just cracking up. There's a... And I've got to talk with with Janice from Chicago. She cannot keep sending us lovely gifts like this. It's too much. Janice, she's she's really is the best. She's too good. She is a car and smoke side. Come on, Janice. She's cigars and her lovely notes. I know. And Janice, this is it. You can't ever send us anything else. Please don't. Uh, it's the forty-two today. Classic rock posters. The forty-two. Um, look at some of these, Hicks. Oh, he's a badass. These posters, which were just hanging up in San Francisco, some in New York and L.A., uh, on 42 different ones. 42, the 42, the 42 production piece. So they had nothing but uh, artistic amounts of stuff put out there. And if you would have just taken them down off of telephone poles in those days and save them, you'd be a rich person today. Isn't that crazy? 
just, just it's almost like the, a lot of street art in the 80s huh. in the 1980s in New York if you would have saved it you would have been a fucking a rich person you would have been able to retire on poster art or graffiti unbelievable these things are gorgeous they are fucking they represent the asset that was in everybody's brain <laughs> i fucking want to be on acid right now this is fucking nuts. I believe it just to be a panic attack. Oh, something is Xanax then. <clears throat> I've tried to explain that to everybody. My theory that panic attacks just feel like a bad trip. God knows, coming down on fucking hallucinogens. It's always been like I've always that's all usually where it goes south for me. For when, when you're sliding down. Yeah. Where it's like, fuck, it's really introspective about, oh, it's fucking 7 in the morning, I'm just fucking high on fucking acid, and I'm coming down, it's fucking my life, what am I doing with my life? Tripping. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, when I, yeah, when I, when I sober up, I'm like, yeah, I'm just tripping, that's it. But at times, yeah. I'm like, oh, I should be fucking doing something better. It's true, though. I mean, you could be doing so many great things, and you don't, because you're an alcoholic and a drug addict. <laughs> well, those things make me feel good at the exact same t exact time I take them. <laughs> so, you know. That's cool. So cool. It's real, right? It's looking like <laughs> really dope. <laughs> uh, also up on the iBang, NCAA finals, who you got 51% to 48%. Uh, I can imagine why it would be that fucking close. There's, there's no way to know who you're going to bet tonight. I would not bet on this. And movie stars rocking is really hysterical. Put that up and we'll go through some of these. And I'm going to do a Chris Stanley, a thumbs up or thumbs down in honor of Roger Ebert. Um, who, by the way, Chris, yeah. I know that you missed out on this, but people could not have been more fucked in the head over Roger Ebert. You would have sworn to yourself that Jack Nicholson died. There were people running through the streets in tears. Good God. I know, like, before he died, like, he released a statement saying, I'm going to slow down a little bit. Well, no, he didn't say that. Really? He said that he's t the, the cancer was back, oh. and he's taking a leave of presence. Never mind. And everybody was really like, oh, man, the cancer's back. And then the next morning, he was dead. But it was amazing to me how many people I talked to that liked Roger Ebert a lot more than I thought they did. Like ever since, ever since like the cancer, and then he had the jaw removed. Like like his internet love has just blown the fuck up. Like, well, people that were even fond of a lot, people still bitched about him. But after he died, everyone was like, "No, man, I fucking love that dude." I'm like Roger Ebert. <laughs> yeah, he introduced me to film. I'm like Roger Ebert. He was the guy. Okay. All right. This is a uh, movie star is rocking. This is Bruce Willis first.
All right, that's Bruce Willis. What do you give him? Thumbs up or down? Oh, fucking Bruce is getting thumbs up. Playing harmonica, too. Come He's on. a fine harmonica player. He's lead singer. Thumbs up for Bruce. I'm loving it. I like and going for the blues. Yeah, exactly. And the blues makes it also fucking great. All right, so you get a thumbs up there. Now let's go next uh, to John Travolta, who's... You love him from a film called Pulp Fiction. Oh, uh, God, yes. How could I? And Saturday Night Fever. Oh, yeah, and then you also love the baby. Who's talking with the baby? Oh, the three men and the baby. No. Oh, yeah, look who's talking. Look, look who's, who's talking. talking. Oh, it's the baby. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like I don't expect them to talk. And that baby, are. by the way, is that blues singer, Bruce Willis. <laughs> it's awesome. It all fucking comes together. Yeah. Here he is on the Captain and Tennille program, so you know it's going to rock. Whenever I'm away from you, Oh, Jesus Christ. You, you don't seem like you like this as much. No. Each day I smile so well that they... So, uh, thumbs up or thumbs down for John Travolta? Uh, Tra Travolta gets thumbs down. Whoa, I'm shocked. Travolta, you're not, you're not, you're not making it here. No, thank you. What the fuck was that? I keep waiting for the Funicello to pop up. I keep looking for it. This is one that I remember watching while we were on the air at WNEW. And uh, Kaiser Sose is hosting a John Lennon tribute. It wasn't long after 9-11. And um, I don't know where his head was at the time, but just check this out. Hey. John Lennon was many things to many people. A poet, a rocker, a leader, a troublemaker, a father, a husband, a man. Growing up, to me, he was a hero. The work of John Lennon was marked by its exquisite beauty and by its brutal honesty. So in that vein, let me say that while I'm both deeply honored to be here tonight, I'm also incredibly pissed off. I'm outraged because this passionate prophet of peace and so many others are not with us here because we live in an all-too-violent world. And so in the spirit of this occasion, Sandy Hook. all of us to do what we can to not only keep John's songs alive, but help rebuild New York. And that includes your host. <laughs> <laughs> Am I crazy to say this is better than John Lennon's? <laughs> He's even doing a little bit of an impression by saying mantra. He's an actor. He can't help himself. He's a fan. But he just actually gave his signal to the fucking orchestra.
grace. All right, these are all up on the iBang, by the way. Uh, Chris Stanley, do you give this a big thumbs up or a thumbs down? I give a thumbs up for the passion, and he, he's, he's a John Lennon fan. I am really shocked. He gets a thumbs up. I like it. Because I remember thinking, mm, this will be it for him. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to get to do any more movies. Well, he kind of still hasn't. No. Just what, doing theater? Yeah, he's on Netflix and theater. Hey, he's still the man. Kevin Spacey will always be the shit. That's and, beautiful. And this is cra this is crazy what he's doing right here. But he really loves fucking John Lennon, and he's doing his best. So he gets a thumbs up for that. And the way it says, also, your host, is also really fucking funny. <laughs> and then he does a leap. <laughs> he's a showman. He's an entertainer. Alright. So two thumbs up, only one thumb down uh, yeah. so far. Yeah. Still waiting up on the eye bang, too, for Fez's uh, salute to Annette Funicello. Um, Godspeed. Can't wait for it. Alright, what do you got next? Next is uh, Kevin Costner. All right, I gotta tell you, this is my all-time favorite. I, I haven't heard it. He's doing Mr. Tambourine Man. <laughs> of course he is. Why wouldn't he? He is Mr. Tambourine Man, the mailman. Let's stop for a second. This reminds me of like any four cops that have a band yeah. that plays on Thursday nights and they ask all the other cops to come see them. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Kevin Spacey, big John Lennon fan. Yeah. I, I, he gets it for that. Hey, Mr. Tambourine Man, okay. play a song for me. Costner's just having fun here. He doesn't give a fuck about the music. He's got a couple in, in him. Probably smoked a big old doobie. And he's just like, hey. I know, I can start a band. I'm fucking Kevin Costner. All right, keep watching, because you got to watch when he starts to talk to the audience. Occasionally plays guitar. <laughs> you know, the birds only get one verse. That's that thing. Got a big fat head out of it out of block. We've done them all. And we're going to do this last one for you. Oh, Jesus. 
Seriously, this has got to be the most uncomfortable thing ever. Hey, you know when the birds got did this, they got a great big fat hit out of it. Man. <coughs> the fuck are you That's so Alright, that's enough of that one. Uh, Hicks, thumbs up, thumbs down for Roger Ebert. This one's for Roger. I'm giving, even though I love Waterworld, I'm giving it a thumbs down wow. for Costner because he wasn't even on mic for the first half of the fucking song. And it was, he really only cared more about talking to the audience. Hey, Mr. Tambourine Man. I'm disappointed in you, Kevin. I was disappointed in his films. Didn't even have to get to The Rock. <laughs> now, this one is everybody's favorite, uh, the great Kevin Bacon. And he goes out on the road with his brother, which is kind of cheating. But these guys are actually a draw. They've been doing it for a long time now. <laughs> the Bacon Brothers. Yeah, the Bacon Brothers have been like 10, 12 years <laughs> out there. Let's play a little bit of them. Bad shit in the song, huh? They're tight. I think this is the theme to the following. <laughs> this is in my fucking contract. The Bacon Brothers uh, six feet in every episode. Now, before you even do anything, I think he deserved extra points for doing an original. The oh, first no, yeah. original we saw that. He's there. not covering. Yeah. They tore. Right. I mean, they're in it for the music. Here. Right. So you give him a thumbs up or thumbs down? Yeah, Bacon Brothers get thumbs up, but I like Kevin Bacon, so it's all, it's all it's, this is they're easy. This one was easy. They're getting there easy. They get thumbs up. It's Thursday night, no time to pout, cause you got no job. You might as well go out. Next one is Russell Crowe, who's taken a lot of. Uh, a lot of fucking beats downs for the Lemiz. Fucking continually beat down. It seems like people just love. Fez, you're with still this guy. writing up the Annette Funicello. It's like fucking forty minutes now. Uh, I'm, uh, the Annette Funicello has been sent in, so I'm trying to catch up with the Margaret Thatcher. Oh. So where's the Annette Funicello? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure yet. I sent it in, unless I did that wrong. Right. Right here's Russell Crowe. I'm a fan of Russell Crowe's too. I fucking sure. love him. And I watched Les Mis. Use my favorite part because he sounded fucking crazy in it. Well, let's watch a little bit of this. 
No, you got to go back to the beginning because he introduces himself. Oh, it's shit, just, all right. It's fucking classic to see somebody introduce themselves. Merv Griffin used to do it for himself, and I always so anyway, appreciate it. Our next performer needs no introduction because it's me. Well, I'll give him one anyway. <laughs> With his band, The Ordinary Fear of God, and a very, 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 very special guest, Miss Marsha Hines, welcome me. Welcome me. Ah. If I'm gonna quote Chris Stanley, it's swarmy. Alright, this is a top one for you because I know you're a big fan. What do you give him? <coughs> big fan. Positives, I like his movies. Yeah. Negatives, he has a backup singer to help him with some of these parts. Well, she's a walkout. You know, she's a big star in her own right over there. Overall, I'm always a fan of fucking Russell Crowe, and he did a good job singing on this. Thumbs up for Russell Crowe. Thumbs up. Thumbs shocker. up for Russell. Fez, have you gotten down to the bottom of where the Annette Funicello is? No, I haven't. Let's I, find out. All right. Check in and, and uh, with the editor, and then get back to me on it. I've been waiting now for 40. He's got like a lounge singer type thing going. He's fucking... Almost like Chris Isaac, Russell Crowe's throwing out there. It is a very Chris Isaac thing he's down to. <laughs> is that his feedback or ours? I can't tell. It's his. It's hysterical. Alright, he gets a surprise from you. Now, John Corbett, we could be cheating a little bit by movie star, but he's definitely a TV star and yeah. movie actor. But this is him just blowing it out on Fox and Friends. And uh, I think you're going to like this one, Chris. Alright. At a stoplight yesterday As a funeral procession made its way Through the gates <laughs> I watched it roll up a winding road Feel the green with white headstones All in a row And it made me think about where I'm at Not so straight and narrow path All the generous and mostly undeserved Blessings that I've
This is cheesy enough to be a country hit. All American mom and dad, coolest friends you could ever have. Alright, what do you give him? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Thumbs down. Whoa! This song blows. Fez, we get to the bottom of that? Yeah, the Margaret Thatcher one has to go up first, so I need to get that done. I don't understand. I, I don't understand either, but that's what I was told from the Intero Bank. That the Thatcher one needs to go up first, so I'm putting something together for that. And then the Annette Funicello one will go up. That's very weird. This is highly unusual. At least we've got the sweet sweet sounds of John Corban if I can get, get through this. What don't you understand, Fez? I guess Thatcher happened first, so it would look crazy to put the Funicello one up uh, before that. There's a John Corbin fan. But they made this type of music. They're actually called the John Corbin kick ass motherfucking band. It's as everything that's uh, any bit as good as anything that was on that Country Awards last night. Through the Country Awards last night? Yeah. <laughs> Who was the big winner? Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder the was there. Fuck. He gets around. Alright, you got one more up there. This is the only one that didn't go live, but it's so fucking great. It's Joe Pesci doing It's a Wonderful World. Oh. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and for you. And I think to myself, wow, what a beautiful world. I see clouds of gray and clouds of white. The bright blessed day and the dark sacred night. And I think to myself Marty seen a bad world Alright, what are you giving Joe Pesci? Oh, fucking thumbs up! Really? Thumbs up all the way! Marty seen a bad world That alone Oh, they got a picture of the super? Sure It's a good movie So pretty in the sky It's also on the faces Weird how he disappeared We got work in the phone today Many eyes Send me Matty Ice in. Matty Ice, make yourself available immediately. By the way, the interns took off from you. We got zero prep from them the whole time you were gone. And then none of us know how to reach them. 
Matthew. Matty, what's happening? Not much, actually. What happened with the new 42 intro? I I don't know. Mm. It's up there for the rock, classic rock stuff. Oh, there's one. <sighs> yeah, mm, but it's nice. So, look, I'm going to do 20 questions right now. You versus Pepper. Let's go. Let's do it. Here's going to be. <laughs> I'm walking on the Upper West Side yesterday. Yeah. Who do I see coming in the other direction? Okay. Uh, now, I'm only going to tell you this. <laughs> what I said to him. All right, it's mail. Nice. <laughs> should I give it a Or am I throwing you off? Fuck. Had to do with her movie or album. So I quoted something from her play or book. Whatever. Okay. Chris, you get to go first. Um, <clears throat> is it. Is it did, did it come out in the last two months? Did what come out in the last two months? Did their movie come out in the last two months? No. You're not play 20 questions, right? Yeah, you're not play 20 questions. Uh, it's a celebrity I saw on the street. This is the Upper West Side. I'd have Fez play, but he's still typing. Under 40? That's a good question. No. All right. Um, Over 40? You want to ask that? <laughs> no. Are they, known for, are they known for film? Are they primarily known as an actress for film? Yeah. Yeah. All right. That doesn't sound too confident. I don't like that. Well, you always have to think back because people do so much TV and yeah. shit now. So I'm sure there's been some. Does she direct also? No. Has she? Has does she won an Oscar? No. You guys are really trapped into the fact that it's a woman. I'm fucking stupid. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Look, does the fucking Nebraska defense stink or what? <laughs> I mean, they're the worst I've ever fucking seen. A seven-year-old scored on them. No wonder. Seven-year-olds with brain cancer. <laughs> I mean, there's not one fucking linebacker who could just <laughs> come across there and light somebody up. It's quick. Fez isn't watching college sports ever again. Uh, it's my turn, right? Yes. Yeah. It's my turn. Uh. Is it a woman? No. Movie star, it's a dude. No, I didn't say it was a dude. <laughs> I can't, I'm gonna waste more than 20 questions on that. If it's not a woman, then it but, can't be a fucking. Is it a man? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, right. back over to you. Under 40, man. Has under 40? On the next, under 40, you said. Yeah. Did I? Yes, you did. Chris, did I? I'm not helping him. This is a okay. competition. It's only coming out in the next. No, not recently. You've already missed something in your thing from not paying I'm, attention. I missed nothing. Really? Because it's not under 40. <laughs> <laughs> so you already lose a point there. Everyone, you fucking kid. weed head. You got me. Or is it hash? No, that's Joe. Oh, yeah. He loves his fucking hash. All right. It's a man over 40, primarily known as an actor. Right. It was not winning an Oscar. Should have, yes, but didn't. Sure. If there was any justice to this planet, we'd be looking at a fucking Oscar right now. Does he have a movie coming out in the next month? I don't believe so, no. Is he British? 
No. Fuck. Fucking. Bri- <laughs> I don't go look at British guys. I'm not a get. Is I'm like you, a regular fucking fella. Is he known for comedies? <sighs> not known for. By the way, we're like forty into our twenty questions. No, no, no we're we're, we're, we're we're getting up to about like nine or ten. Uh, is he? Is he a native New Yorker? Is he known as a native New Yorker? I don't think so. God damn it! Is he white? Yeah, racist. First of all, I don't <laughs> see color the way you do. Over forty. I only starch. listen to dialect and then judge people that way. Is it Kevin Spacey? No. Fuck! <laughs> Is he bald? No. Great hair. hair. <laughs> Healthy <laughs> hair. Phenomenal. That was one of the first things I noticed. Was it Rob Lowe? No, because we've had Rob Lowe on the show. I wouldn't care. I could still be nice to see Rob Lowe. Oh, once I meet people, I don't care about seeing them again. <laughs> Kevin Bacon? No. Great head of hair. Oh. Don't get hung up in the hair. <laughs> Don't get stuck on the hair. <laughs> no, but no. Over 40 actor. Me and mom and my old man having fun at Disneyland. Is he... Has he ever directed? I guess he I don't think so. I could be wrong. But it's not what he's known for. It's on you, Matty Ice. Yeah, it is. Because I fucking feel like an idiot. Me too. I don't like this. I don't like this game on the air. It's too much pressure. Get your fucking question. Jesus. He doesn't like the pressure. He would be terrible as like a celebrity game show person. Awful, I don't want anyone bringing it up to me because now I look stupid. <laughs> um, has he been on Broadway? Oh, what I think. Well, you got Tom Hanks? No, he's one. Tom of Hanks is everywhere crying over Nora Ephron this week. And I'm like, somebody wants a Tony. Is it Val Kilmer? No, I will say this. You're in the right age group, though. How, how old is Val Kilmer? Older than 40. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Is he in action movies? Mm, yeah, has been. Has been. Okay. By the way, you guys would be the worst detectives ever. <laughs> because your stuff is like, is he a human being? <laughs> Has he ever been on a cable TV, a pay cable TV program? As in your HBO's, your Showtime's, your Cinemax's? I don't know. Oh, fuck. Alright, I'll just do the quote that when I saw him coming the other way, what I said to him. Where you going in that nice suit, Charlie? You ain't got no job. Oh, shit. Eric Roberts? They took my thumb, Charlie! Oh, fuck. They took my thumb. <laughs> Eric Roberts walking down the street, unbothered. Shades, uh, kind of his uh, uh, salt and pepper hair. As you can see, beautiful. Damn. And no one, no one just fucking, I feel like fucking Eric Roberts, you the fucking man. 
You are the shit, dude. I've been telling everyone. Did he say anything when you fucking do that at him? No, I don't fucking turn back. I just keep walking. Because <laughs> I do it like this. I just walk this way, and I go, where you going in that nice suit, Charlie? You ain't got no job. And I just keep right going. And I do that to people all the time. I do lines out of their movies, and then I don't even look back. So they can't even say, like, thank you. Or, there's no response <laughs> other awesome. than uncomfortability. And then I will not turn around and give them the fucking time of day. Good. Oh, that's great. Now, was he dressed in a suit? Was he like a baller or just... No, no. He was just uh, playing a cash. He's seriously one of the greatest actors ever. He's awesome. He had that and that fucking Star 80. Star 80. And really, I'm not even going to give him fucking uh, King of the Gypsies movie. <sighs> I love he should be... He should have gotten better fucking roles. Now he was like, he was the last thing I think he was in was, um, well, he was in ba the Batman movies. He was like the fucking kingpin dude. Is that his daughter that's actually got a really good career going on right now? She's a little Roberts. I'm a. Right. Yeah. Oh, Hicks, let me tell you this. I also saw your fucking Spring Breakers movie. Oh, how was? <laughs> I demand that you go see it for okay. what you put me through. All right, I go, I go, I'm going to go see that. I'm going to go see Upstream Color. I'm going to go see. I'm going to go see all the fucking movies. I got. You realize see. that you just said the Upstream Coloreds, oh. and you sound like a fucking racist. That really is racist because I don't want to be seen like that. As a of what you are, a racist. <laughs> Not a racist. All right, who's Emma Roberts' family? All right, Emma Roberts, daughter of Eric Roberts and niece of Julia Roberts. So she's got it made. Yeah, she gets it off from her dad. Yeah. Oh, she had a fucking great little career going on. She's been like fucking 20 movies already. Jesus. Yes. Look at you, Emma Roberts. <clears throat> they should put her in uh, Poe Grange Village, too. They should make a sequel to that. Reimagine it. The Popus of Grange Village. They should call it the Chrissy Pope of Grange Village. Well, if I can go see it. Eric Roberts was also in for like a split second in uh, Guy to Recognizing My Saints. He was oh, yeah, the, uh, the uh, guy. older version of uh, Channing Tatum. Who somehow got shorter as the years went by. <laughs> He's not that tall in real life. I saw him fucking Channing walking around. He's just tall for an actor. Why don't you do one of Eric Roberts' lines to him? And see if he's like, oh yeah, because Eric Roberts played me in that movie. I get it. Get it, Tatum. Get, because that's what you is. You fucking get. Who you picking tonight? Louisville. That's Lowellville. Lowellville. Uh, am I crazy, or is those fucking games the other night just horrendously bad? They weren't fun to watch. They were terrible. There's just... The way Michigan couldn't fucking play at the end of that game was driving me nuts. I like Michigan, but I think Louisville just has it. They are more experienced. Lines, Louisville. It's Louisville minus four. That's fine for Kevin right Ware. Four points? Four points. Kevin Ware and his fucking goddamn breadstick legs. See the high-definition picture of it? It was, it was pretty bad. Well, when it was on fucking TV that day, I was showing people, Fez came over for his birthday. By the way, none of you guys called him. 
I and couldn't even get a phone call out there. I could barely yeah. have internet. By the way, I still have a shitty ice cream cake. Fucking nine-tenths of it sitting in my freezer. <sighs> fucking hate ice cream cake. It's not, it's not cake, and it's certainly not good ice cream. I like ice cream cake. So, why don't you come over? Can I? Oh! Fuck! And America saw that live. They threw a towel on it as quick as they oh. could, but it wasn't quick enough. Wow. Guys were fucking crying and freaking the fuck there out. Was, they should have been. Every player in the court was just collapsed on their knees. I mean, it was a highly watched game at the time. Yeah. And we look up, and Fez is actually like, why is everyone crying? Why is everyone freaking out? We saw him bringing the thing out because we weren't watching. And I'm like, a motherfucking broker's neck. I'm not watching this. So then we had to sit around. Oh. And by the way, I think the iBang had the video up before anybody. It was the exact opposite of the stature thing. Um, were you the one who got it up, Fez? No, that wasn't me. I was pointing at your penis. I don't know how that happened then. Get it hard. Come on. And the Duke players were running away. It was so horrific. Duke players were running away from it like a nuclear bomb had gone off. This is a guy who, who made the shot over, and he was, you know... He's turning around to like taunt him, and then he turned around, and he just started cringing. So he didn't know what was going to happen. He should have started jerking off the bone splint like it was a cock, and be like, "This is what we're going to do to you later. Jerk you guys off after you beat us." Um. All right, uh, Fez. Let's hear your Annette Funicello. All right, my Annette Funicello obituary. Uh, original Mouseketeer Annette Funicello passed away at age 70 after being in a coma for several years due to complications from multiple sclerosis. She was part of the original Mickey Mouse Club and went on to play America's sweetheart and teen fantasy in movies like Beach Party, Bikini Beach, and Beach Blanket Bingo with her co-star Frankie Avalon. She was the Mouseketeer that rose above the rest and became the reason why kids would tune in to see the adorable girl wearing mouse ears during the 1950s. Before her movie career even began, Annette Funicello had already become a beloved icon of Jesus. American culture. This is very fucking long. Eber got like seven words. Her beach movies were good, clean fun, and she rose to the status of American role model while still enticing male audience, audiences as the bikini-wearing girlfriend every guy would love to have. Uh, at one point or another, the entire country had a crush on Annette Funicello. Jack time. Well, she's dead, so not now, but, <laughs> you know, back in the day. Or the coma years. Oh. All right, you added the word love that you didn't put up there. Oh, I did? Did I forget a word? This is what it says. As a bikini-wearing girlfriend, every guy would to have. Oh, shit. So you're acting like every guy out there is straight, huh? By saying no. guy, you mean straight guy. I think even gotcha. gay guys loved her. I think they loved her as like a cultural icon. So you're saying a gay guy would love to have her? Uh, no, not have sex with her, but what you're fall right. In love the way her. you came up with it, the thing is, if a gay guy could find the right girl, he wouldn't be gay anymore. Yeah, he would, he would have a normal. And by the way, life. Fez calls that a bikini. Look at that. That's fucking hideous. <laughs> it's granny, old granny panties or something. You know why she had to do that? Why? Italian crotch. That was pre fucking shaving. 
and they had to take that thing up high to keep her fucking bush off her belly button. Dark jungle in there. Mm. <laughs> through the jungle. Come on, and that she could have got that under control. <laughs> you can't. Not in those days. <laughs> it was all natural. So you got Michigan or Louisville too? Give me Michigan. Upset special. I don't know anything. I've seen any of the games. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck's going on. I know this. You missed the biggest fucking injury in all the time. And I think the two best Davy Mac sports programs I've ever heard. Because <sighs> I wasn't there. He just has a chemistry with Catholic Joe, dude. Catholic Joe's great. I'm never going to take anything away from him. I heard uh, last Saturday it was the Quertos were in studio fucking performing. It was really good, too, man. I got to listen. I got to give a listen to it. Sure. You know, you can listen over there if you went to an internet cafe. What other sports you went to this week? I've been watching baseball all week. It's opening week. I've been glued to the TV and glued to MLB TV, just watching every game I can. You're a baseball man, first and foremost, huh? I'd say baseball, football, and, mm. and basketball is a, a third. No hockey or tennis? <laughs> no Come hockey on. or tennis. Roger, Minimal hockey or tennis. Roger mm. Federer? Come on, he's great. What about... Yes, Roger Federer is great. What about golf? I'll watch him. Also, on. Roger Federer. Isn't that? <laughs> He's huge. So, two sport guy. Uh, what about soccer? Soccer, I watch when my friends watch because our friends were, were soccer fans. Mm. You didn't play when you were younger, though, huh? No. What about you, Chick? What's she into? Baseball. I meant sexually. <laughs> Baseball. <laughs> Baseball. Wow, it's weird. They were giving the brush back. <laughs> What's she a fan of? What team? Yankees. I try to get her into the Phils. I like to take her through a couple games. Oh. I'm going around through the jungle. What's the final score? Matty Ice, you know, I fucking know everything about this, huh? Or do I? I know um, you're locked in tonight, though. 60. Eight sixty one. Seven points, huh? Yes. Damn, seven points. Not even points. close. I wanna fucking take that action. I like to say that sounds. <laughs> uh this'll give Rick what, two fucking rings from two different teams? Has anyone ever done that before? And today he was elected to the basketball hall of fame also. And he's got a horse in the fucking derby. <laughs> Do you believe that? Oh shit, yeah, the derby's fucking happy. A big so. day for Rick. His horse is in the fucking derby. A horse that he owns. Well, isn't this guy fucking everything he <laughs> no touched turned fucking gold? Him and Jay-Z. They can't do any fucking wrong. <laughs> oh, man. Everyone's pissed at Jay-Z. All these Why? athletes are just going to Jay-Z um, now. Jay-Z went to fucking Cuba with his chick. Okay. And they're pissed down in Florida. Because you're not supposed to just show up in Cuba and start fucking hanging out. <laughs> now, Jay-Z, you can. You can, but you're gonna have a lot of fucking Cubans pissed at you. I can't believe that we can't get beyond the pissed at Cuba thing after fifty some years. Like Castro's like retired, right? I mean, you can fuck. You can go get high in Vietnam, and no one will get mad at you. And those fuckers killed a bunch of us. Damn, it's weird that you can retire after fucking killing people. You think you wouldn't be able to? I mean, there's no problem with Thailand. Everyone just goes there to fuck kids, right? It's just a big fucking kitty porn ring. Um. What's um? Yeah, so people are pissed at fucking Jay Z for going down there. But it was funny. He was like wearing a Cuban barber shirt, smoking a fucking cigar, <laughs> had a nineteen fifties hat on. Like, hey, how's everyone doing? 
Everybody doing all right? Look oh, at them. That's hysterical. <laughs> they're loving them. Just too. Well, yeah, they're, they went crazy for them. They're like, yay, this means we beat the Cuban Americans in Miami. Yay. It's nice. Cuba looks nice. It's so hypocritical, though, because, like, to go, you have to have, like, part of your trip has to be diplomatic. So, like, if Beyonce, you know, met with some kids for an hour, then it's fine to go. Right. Yeah, but, I mean, it's still the same trip. Well, not what, necessarily. What? You have to go through the State Department. You know what I mean? So if you're over there saying, oh, we're bringing medicine or whatever, they're like, oh, that makes the U.S. look good. But if you're over there going, hey, we're drinking fucking shots and smoking cigars, that makes it look like Cuba is fucking winning. And that's what the Cuban-Americans are pissed about. And believe me, I live down in Miami. Those Cuban-Americans are like, fuck, Castro, motherfucker. Like, every day. They talk about him constantly, like he was an, an ex-girlfriend. If you say something like, yeah, but maybe, no, they get really fucking mad at you. Really fucking like you mad. You don't realize. You yeah, don't so it. you gotta, if you're down there, you're like, no, no, I hate Castro, too. No, he's a fucking dick. <laughs> Real cunt, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was down in fucking Key West, and this was fucking years ago. So this friend of mine goes, hey, Let's take my boat over uh, to Cuba, and we'll grab some cigars and come right back. It's only like a couple hours each way. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, I do it all the time. He goes, you just pull up, stop at a fucking dock. And I'm like, they're communists and shit. He goes, yeah, but they fucking sell cigars. They'd be glad to see us. I do it all the time. I'm going, I'm not fucking around like that. I'm not fucking playing these games with you. I need to have this shit straightened out. Sounds pretty fucking nuts. Well, then I was thinking, what if we get out there in the middle of the fucking straits? There's, like, fucking Cubans, like, fucking hanging on the doors. I don't want to fucking suddenly be sharing a boat with those fucking people. <laughs> Everybody's all stung by stingrays and shit. And I'm like, that fucking cigar is great. <laughs> but part of me is like, man, why didn't I ever do that? Just for the rush you'd have while you're just fucking sneaking up in the Cuba and acting like you belong there. Little I know, fucking Jay-Z is just walking around. Like he's Desi Arnaz. Oh, he's living the life. Yeah, he is. He kind of looks like a black Cuban. He should just stay there. Just be like the king of Cuba. They probably elect him. It's Jay-Z. <laughs> you can get fucking whacked down there pretty easy, though. <laughs> yeah, well, he's already the king of New York. Who wants to be king of Cuba? Nicer weather, I guess. It's fucking hot. I don't know, a lot of air conditioners down there. Plus, you eat fucking squid three meals a day. Fuck that octopus. I'm the only one who saw Scarface. What was that? Why he said he wanted to come to America. He said he was eating the octopus. Oh, he was Real in prison? Fucking, yeah. Uh, squid's pretty good. Three meals a day? No tentacle. <laughs> mm. By the way, the Greeks were fucking marching through the other um, Sunday. Of a Greek Easter? I don't even think it's Greek, Greek Easter. Oh, yeah, it was pissed. just like a regular day. No, they weren't pissed. It was like a happy day. Like, oh, we're dressed up like old Greeks. Oh, yeah. And most of the signs said from Astoria. Yep, that's the biggest collection of fucking Greeks next to Greece in the world. Some guy invited me over to this bar. He says they play bocce in there, and they got all this fucking great food. Nice. And I'm like, uh, I said to him, I go, yeah, it sounds great. And he goes, um... Then I said to him, why doesn't Chris Stanley ever invite me over here? 
He goes, it's right off the end train. And I said to him, I go, don't be a fucking racist with me. All those trains are fucking good. No, it's actually the end train. It's, Stop it. No, there's Everybody a- should be able to take whatever train they want. <laughs> Anyone can take this train. It's just the letter, tra- the letter of the train is I the, the end. Thing, same thing about the F train. I go, you know what? Yeah, it goes through Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan. Yeah. Where they live, right? Go what place in Astoria? <laughs> like, like, I, mean, like the I can't think of the fucking name of it. Uh, there's another story up on the iBang about Cookie Monster getting busted in Times Square. I don't know whether it's the real Cookie Monster. Oh, Cookie Monster. What did he do wrong? All right. Uh, <laughs> this guy got busted because he got confrontational when he didn't get a hit, uh, a tip, and then he knocked down a two-year-old because the parents wouldn't fucking pay him for, for taking the picture. And then they busted the guy for attacking the child. It was over two bucks. He wanted two bucks, and the mother wouldn't fucking drop the cash for him. So, Osvaldo Kiraz Lopez busted. They call him Cookie Two Bucks. <laughs> He's resting charged with assault and endangering the welfare of a child. That's not good. He's fucked. He's a fucking asshole. Spider Man got fucking uh, busted like a couple weeks ago, I think, for punching someone. So an adult. Not a then we had racist Elmo. This shit's getting out of control. Yeah, they'll be back like gangbusters now. The weather's fucking breaking, too. Mario, Luigi. I saw one fucking guy. He's asking people for money, like tourists for money. And all he had done was tie a fucking clarinet to his dick. And he was just walking around. Give me fucking three dollars for this. For tying a clarinet to his cock. Oh. I gave him five. Yeah, were people giving him money? Like, was he doing yeah, I mean, would you see a guy like that? He's walking around with a clarinet tied to his dick. Nice. Takes all kinds. Some people fucking put on a cooking monster helmet. Other people tie shit to their cocks. And then we got, uh, got a break here. We come back, a news story. The Heisman folks uh, ask you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> mean. Yeah. Exclusively. <laughs> what the fuck is that problem with me then? <laughs> fuck. I called Johnny Football. I said he was going to dance and fucking Archie Griffin's face. Here goes Johnny Football. He's my man, Johnny Football. He's, I see big things for him. I call him Johnny Foosball. Hey, Johnny Football, where you going today, Johnny? Playing some more football? You better. Get that fucking second and third Heisman. He's going to be the shit. Jenny, I met your brother Bobby Football. I want to just call someone Jenny Place Kicker. No one cares enough about the Place Kicker to give him a nickname. We're old Tom Dempsey, foot and a half. Old foot and a half. We got a break here. Yeah. We'll be back. Heisman tro- folks ask you to shut the fuck up. We'll be right back. It's the Ron Fest Show. You're enjoying the Ron and Fest Show on Sirius XM's OP and Anthony channel. More in moments. You said that you were mistaken for lilies. You give me your lap after punching the cylinder. You turned my head to roll down your brain. If I had any sense now, I
the artist of the day, the great Elvis Costello. Hicks, I don't know how you hit the ground running like you did, but you did. You came back gangbusters, you gave us some Elvis Costello. Who doesn't like Elvis Costello? You don't like him, you're a I, I can't imagine that you say I like music, but I don't like Elvis Costello. I could see if someone said, look, I'm from another fucking planet, and all music sounds like, you know, cats fucking. And I also don't like Elvis Costello. I'd say, I get it. You're not from this planet. But if you're from Earth, um, no. She probably still beat that alien to death, though. As a matter of fact, I don't understand how Elvis Costello is not as big as the Beatles. He didn't get that mainstream fucking pop. Boy, I just know it says. Ready Rog was fucking ripped, Fez, saying Fez is up in arms over the outcome of a scripted show about wrestling. It and then scripted Nick's, so much better. Then someone says, Hicks, could you say fuck more? Yeah, fuck you. Come on, dude. You're just fresh back in town. Speaking of which, what did um, what's going on with the Heisman? All right. The people over at the Heisman... Uh, Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports uh, revealed he was one of the 50 of the 928 Heisman voters who received a letter telling him if he, if he or any other sports writer reveals their Heisman vote, they will lose their voting privileges. Along with this warning was a potential was a printed out column of his the names of mentioned highlighted with the yellow marker like I had cheated in class. When contacted by phone, trustee Richard Calico said, we don't want any announcements going out before the television announcements. Which is basically saying, fuck USPN. Wow. They really fucking want to keep it quiet, don't they? You blame them, though? It's a big secret. Yeah, no, but they're not saying who the winner is. Some guys are saying who they voted for. That's all. There's a difference. There, there's a lot of guys that have been voting for baseball players just being a dick. Like the Heisman this year, 
goes to a fucking baseball player. Which one? You vote for the Heisman at all? Do I vote for the Heisman? Yeah. No, I don't vote for the Heisman. Your sports career is not the way you sold it to us. <laughs> yeah. I exaggerated a little bit. Yeah, maybe that other weird intern is right about everything he said about you. He's the sports guy. Pound <laughs> corner. Is the is the, is the fucking strong the strong one in this intern? Class. I got a buck that says popcorn don't even come in tomorrow. <laughs> I know we forgot about us during the fucking break. I got two hundred foreign. That's almost a dollar. Against that, <clears throat> I had another secret bet against Chris Stanley, which I will easily have won now by saying Fez would not shave half of his mustache. I go, he, I go, why does he say this on the show? Then he does it. Then tomorrow he'll bring up something and people are going to call up and say, you didn't even fucking shave half your mustache like you said. Hold on, can I hear it? I thought we said forget about it. Hmm? Why would we? And then I started writing up obituaries. Yeah, like, that's why Chris Stanley couldn't get anything back when he had the 17-hour flight yesterday. It's okay. You know what? You're a fucking bellyacher, and you fucking make up excuses why you can't do things, Chris. That's it's your okay. problem. You know why? Because I, I lay over in Germany, and they let you smoke in the fucking airport. So I, I fucking was able to keep me fucking fresh. You uh, dropped the word Nazi at all when you were in Germany? Not there, but I did throw it on a couple of times in Budapest. Here's a race thing. Uh, Jeremy Lin said the thing that kept him from going in a Division One school was his slanted eyes. He said, on 60 Minutes last night, my slanted eyes kept me from a Division One school. I was forced to waste four years in Harvard. Ooh, oh, <laughs> man. Uh, so sorry. All right, stop. That's straight racism. Um, I'm a big Jeremy Lin fan, and I'm a big fan of the Asian-American people. Um, but here's what I'd like to say. It's good to be first, because they can never take that away. Jackie Robinson is... Everybody has to wear his number on the same day. They don't wear Babe Ruth's number. Because Babe Ruth wouldn't admit that he was black, which he was. <laughs> he was part black. He's half a... Uh, yeah. If he would admit it, we would be fucking singing bigger praises of Babe Ruth. So shouldn't he be happy about breaking through this barrier? I mean... He is happy, I think, but he's just saying that it shouldn't be an issue for anybody. But didn't it help him in the pros? Yes. Because, I mean, if he, if he was a white guy named Larry Jones, I don't think Jones' sanity would have been hitting the cover of the New York Papers every day. So what's your point? I'm saying Racism that, is good if it works? I'm saying that in one case, it made him a standout. Yes, it was just his race, but then his plane was able to back that up. So, I mean, it's not exact. I don't see where he can complain that it held him back when he ended up on the covers of magazines. Well, I think what he's complaining about is when he went back to college and found out nobody fucking wanted him. And he was the number one player in California. And Stanford didn't want him. And UCLA didn't want him. And Indiana didn't want him. Notre Dame didn't want him. You're the number one player. You win California's Player of the Year. 
And no matter what happens before, you don't forget that kind of shit. Michael Jordan doesn't forget that he got cut by his fucking coach when he was a junior. And only recently have we heard that he made up that story. And he's still pissed off about it. He goes, remember that lie I said about being cut? I'm still fucking mad that happened. You know, these guys never forget a slight because it makes them work even harder. They go, oh, you fuck with me? I'm going to work ten times harder to fucking prove you wrong. But did you see when they when he went over to China, they went fucking crazy. Oh yeah, he had to say you know like leave my family alone because they were People getting molested him. Yeah, they were getting you know touched letters, calls, visitors, and he's like just leave them alone, let them live their lives because they were constantly crowds outside his old house. Well, he was born uh, at a time where like. He said his parents, uh, Asian parents, wouldn't even let their kids fucking waste their time playing sports. His parents are fucking ecstatic that he went to Harvard. Tiger moms, man. Look, fucking Jeremy Lin was the craziest, and probably in like 15 years, the craziest time in New York basketball. When he fucking blew up for those three weeks, maybe it was a month. It was only about three weeks. And he wasn't even like the best player in the game. He just... I think the Asian thing had a lot to do with it. People loved him. But it was weird how many white people and black people were loving him. Mm -hmm. Not just Asian people. Like, Everyone They went him. crazy in Chinatown, but Roland was wearing a Lin Sanity fucking Across the shirt. Board. Everyone fucking loved this guy. All over the country, too. People were starting to lose their shit over this kid. But then did you feel mad when he just jumped for money? I did. I was Houston? pissed. I was happy he left. I didn't think what? he was worth that much money. Well, he wasn't. Exactly. He wasn't worth that much money. <laughs> He's not worth that much money to Houston, either. No offense to him, because the fact that he can play at all, you know, the the fact that you're not a one percenter doesn't mean that you're a fucking bum. But he's certainly not a one percenter, you know. And fucking look at the Knicks now without him. Fifty wins. It's unbelievable. It's fantastic. And they're heading to playoffs strong. And you're still a Nets fan. <laughs> but I still don't see his complaint. He still got to go to school. He got to play college ball. He made it in the NBA. Maybe he didn't get to play for the exact team he wanted to, but didn't everything still happen that he wanted to have happen? Um, he got called names through the whole thing. People call him, make fun of his skin, or like call him chow mein or whatever. So you're a guy who fucking... If you said, look... Uh, somebody got called homo and queer and all, but hey, you went on and, and made something. Why aren't you happy? It doesn't fucking take away from this fact that it pissed him off as it went along. The fact that he wasn't treated like other people pissed him off. And it might be the fire in his belly, but is he an all-star? Uh-oh. No. He's not an all-star. Not even close. But people don't forget when they're mistreated. Doesn't just because things turn out for them, it doesn't mean that they're going to be happy forever. Uh, but the person that he thanks above all else is his Lord and Savior, Round Eye Jesus. He's big into uh, JC, right? Like he's yeah, really... calls him Bubble Eyes. Weird. Well, he's going to do just fine. He'll probably end up a Nick again. I don't think so. He should be a net, though. 
They got some work to fucking in front of them. They could use it fucking insanity. Want to go to D.C. for that tiny little fucking Chinatown? Beautiful day outside. We should uh, go outside and have a meeting, smoke cigars in that little fucking new area. Oh, yeah, with the nice fucking uh, yeah. benches. Hell yeah, I'm down. Tell Rob if he wants to get together with us. Bring some smokes. Yeah. For everybody. <laughs> I don't want him to tell him that he's got to bring it for everybody. Just his own. You can bum off him if you want to. <laughs> Matt, do you smoke? No. Dude, all the cool guys are doing it. You ought to fucking smoke. On, it makes man. you look There's so fucking cool. Cigarettes Janice sent me. You want some? Want some? Well, not you know what? Time. Stop fucking bumming cigarettes off of Janice. <laughs> I'm not bumming. She, I didn't answer them. She, oh, she very graciously sent them. Thank you very much. I she's very too much nice, though. Oh, yeah. She's awesome. She's I great. adore that woman. I got you guys gifts from Budapest. I got you a cool Budapest lighter. It's a torch. Great. Now, do I bring it back you, to you for refills? <laughs> and Thez, I got you an iHeart Budapest pill holder. So, you know. <laughs> oh, nice. You know, I'll be using this when I light my cigar in a little bit. Nice. How'd you get this through? Uh... The Budapest Customs, they don't give a fuck. God, I didn't even notice it. Yeah. He, uh, he, uh, this is what he, he writes on the back of it. I love you with all my heart. Not like a get, but from one man to another. And then you just fucking write, booyah, fuck, 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 Chris Stanley, and then keep on fucking. That's so <laughs> nice, man. It's got to be so small. It's fucking... about lighter. Hold on. Am I fucking... Nah, I'm not crying. Tried, though. It's, it, it took a while for them to clear the language barrier. Hold on. <laughs> there we go. Is that a tear? They just poured water on your face. <laughs> but That's... it is kind of sad when a man does that. It's okay. Oh, I didn't even notice on the other side you wrote fat cut jizz buckets. <laughs> that is so fucking nice. Engraving's affordable over there, too. Everything's affordable there. Human life is fucking affordable. Should I use this to burn off the mustache that you fucking swore you were going <laughs> to shave today or put that up with prep? Should I put that in the fucking prep bucket? Oh. Is that the end of the show, really? Yeah, man. Fucking flew by. All right, let's see what else is up. Oh, hey, by the way, you guys got to come to this Amy Schumer thing because I think this is the last time you're ever going to be able to see her because she's going to get bigger than anyone you know. In the fishbowl? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. You're not going to have another chance after this. And it's and this is going to be Madison Square Garden if you want to see her. Now, forget that. Fucking giant stadium. You like that? No, huh? you know what? Oh, forget yeah. it. She's going to sell it Utah. <laughs> and everyone's going to have to go there. It's it, it, fucking ridiculous my room. This is ridiculous. This is fuck. Feedback is crazy. <laughs> They'll work it out by the time they, you know. I'm seven cities away. <laughs> That's happening next Tuesday. April 16th at 10 a.m. Uh, here at Sirius Studios. Dude, do you realize that you said Jews Day? First I see Upstream Colored, now I'm saying Jews Day. Yeah, you're tired. I have, I guess... You know what? Let's get you out of those clothes into your PJs. <laughs> your Budapest PJs. Sleepy time. Did you see any movies over there? No, Budapest I did, I did watch um, 
Hungarian American Idol. Hungarian Idol, though. How was it? It's fucking crazy looking and sounding. I'm glad we smoke in here. Oh, yeah. Let's fucking <laughs> go. Let's light up. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. I'm going to blow this into the fucking carpeting and into the drapes, still. So it keeps the smell around. Go. I want to keep all the smell here as long as we can. Oh, that's good. Imagine. Look at this light up. Yeah. I just look like Jay-Z doing radio. Fuck. Oh, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's see. Where are we going to go to today? People would say, could you at least take your cigar out while you're doing the fucking show? Can't do it. Can't do it at all. Jesus. So, yeah, come see Amy Schumer. Um, when's her show starting for Comedy Central? Leave in two weeks. She's just red hot right now, huh? Yeah. Hot fire. Hot, hot fire. So go over the eye bank for that. Uh, the 42 classic rock concert posters is up. 42! 42, 42 reasons! Uh, this is going to be the end of the director's challenge. I'm voting for the Coen brothers. Who'd you pick? Coen brothers. Score, say, Z. Fez? Coen brothers. Everybody hates Chris. <laughs> Just like the TV show. A lot more stuff up there. Check out the iBank viral. A lot of funny stuff. And that's the end of my show. Donk. <laughs>